WrestleMania 32 is in the books. I was there. I was there. I, I felt the rock. I smelled the rock. I saw the championship switch hands. I saw some championships stay in the same place. I felt the energy. I was part of the groundbreaking, record-breaking night. 102,000 people in attendance here in Dallas. I'm recording live from Dallas on the Comedians of Wrestling podcast. And today, we're having the special WrestleMania 32 edition. I'm here with my WrestleMania posse. Arlen Marmel, what's up? How you doing, Dan? I could not be more excited to be bestowed with the honor of participating in the Comedians of Wrestling podcast. Yes, that's right. Jason Shabiro. I'd like a little bit better of an intro, please. Yes. Give me some give me some gusto here. Great comedic writer. My best friend. You've heard him on the podcast before, Mr. Jason Shabiro. One of the most unlikable people on the planet. I have no voice, but I'm screaming so hard at WrestleMania. And that like I'm trying to make these intros as short as possible. Well, I think you did it. As long as you let people know that I am your best friend, your best man, and your main man. We're gonna get into WrestleMania really hard right now. I just want to introduce this crew. Uh oh wait, we got got off special my little brother, Neil Black, wearing the suck it DX jersey. Yeah, that's right. Representing the cash fan, and I got two words for you. Suck it! Very casual wrestler. He still thinks DX is alive <laughs> and bustling. Keeping it casual, but, and I will say this, he is a ginger. I don't know if you could hear that on the microphones, but it's a fact. Yeah, so this is my WrestleMania crew. We went to WrestleMania 31 together. You guys went to 29 together. We are going to WrestleMania every single year. It's a pact that we have made, and we are best friends. We live in three separate cities uh, in the United States, and like mm-hmm. we're going, and this year was no different. We went, we, we unite it. like the Shield for WrestleMania. That's right. Once a year, we eat Taco Bell and go to WrestleMania. And at one point, we did put our fists in. We're doing ha- it right now. The Hounds of Justice, and and uh, said, "Believe that." It was a high, it was a high moment. So let's get into WrestleMania. The energy in the AT and T Cowboy Stadium was through the roof. That was amazing. It was incredible. It was visually. Just stunning. I constantly throughout the show was blown away by the amount of people there and the size and the magnitude of this event. I was like, this is where WrestleMania should be every single year. The color scheme was amazing. The smells in the air were amazing. I I was just like constantly. And listen, I'm a disenchanted man. We all know this. But I was constantly like, just wow. Like felt like a child. You know, this is the best day of my life. I had the this is the best day of my life feeling throughout. I'm a mark. I'm into it. I love it. How did you guys feel? I thought it was incredible walking in. I had never been in a stadium of that size. You could really feel the energy. You could sort of there was some sense to being in an arena with that many people. I don't know if I've ever been anywhere with a hundred thousand people. And we were at Levi's last year. Just to declare, we were all at WrestleMania 31. This was a significant... I mean, an boost. embarrassing facility relative to AT&T. I mean, Levi's yeah. holds nothing against what we saw yesterday. That's coming from you, you're a San Francisco native. No, I'm no, not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you live in San Francisco working at Crunchyroll. Uh, yeah. And, and before, we, me and Arlen both were also at WrestleMania 29 uh, at IZOD Center. Which is a great venue. Uh, the one Man that Live uh, Stadium? Dan Man- didn't come to? You yeah, mean? the one that Dan didn't come oh, to yes. for no reason guys, when he lived in New York. We wouldn't mention that. <laughs> and we also said we wouldn't mention where he worked. But you know what? Some, things, some plans <laughs> go out the window. But uh, there is something very special about AT&T Megadome or whatever the fuck it's called. It's, it's so big, it feels like you're inside the Death Star. When, you see, when you're driving up to it, it's a hideous 
it's a it's a blemish it's, on, it's a blemish on the face it's an abomination on the crust of the earth it's an enormous metallic pimple it looks like the spaceships from independence day it looks like aliens crashed landed crashed into the middle of fucking shitbag texas and there it is and i'll tell you something else shitbag texas <laughs> here he goes healing He's out healing it only off. took two and a half minutes uh i will reel it back because dallas treated me right texas was a, a wonderful host to wrestlemania it was great the and big, we're here on my bachelor party just this, we yeah. are in hashtag Bachelor Mania right Yeah, you guys now. can follow the hashtag on Instagram, hashtag Bachelor Mania. We Eating a, a bevy of, of pulled pigs. meats. You yeah. got to pull the meats hard when you're in Texas. But the thing that yeah. I want to say about AT&T Park or Stadium or whatever it's called, the thing that really appealed to me is we walk in there and it is hell on earth. It is so disorganized. You can't get in. You can't get out. It's gridlocked. There was actually articles that came out today yeah, that, saw. that uh, people couldn't get in for the first hour because it was so inefficient. There was just too many people trying to get in too few amount of gates. And it was disgusting amount of humanity, humanity there on the way in. But we had tickets in the club level. C208. And it's like you're squeezing past people. There's a mil- It's horrible. It smells terrible. There's all sorts of crazy handicapped folk bumping into you in their chairs because it's wrestling. They're all there. Right. But the minute you pass the threshold into the club you level. enter a sanctuary of, of meats and luxury. Yeah, it's just so luxurious. It's like you can breathe easy. There's tons of space. There's bathrooms that only the rich people can get to. There's like the AC ten- was like tussling everyone's hair. Oh, like my, it was beautiful. beautiful. I felt like I was on, on, a, on a, a Bahamas vacation. There was a nice breeze. The temp was perfect. The food. Everything there was ten different meals. You know what I ate there, guys? I know this isn't about WrestleMania, but I ate a shrimp tempura roll with wagyu beef on top. You know what I had? Shrimp tempura roll with wagyu beef on top. <laughs> I'm wagging this beef everywhere. It was delicious. I ate a plate of brisket, but it was also delicious. <laughs> yeah. The point is, in Texas, one thing these repubs know how to do is really emphasize the disparity between the rich and the poor. They know how to drive a point home with like you guys are disgusting huddled masses, and you folks, the chosen few, you get to live like kings. And I'm a king, and I like living that well, way. Well, you know, that in Dallas, they're huge fans of the wealth gap. They, love, they want to increase the gap. They love thigh gaps and wealth gaps. They love the gap. Anything gap-related, these guys are into it. Yeah, so, Arlen, so we all agree that the energy in there was special. I felt like this event, and, and you know, I hate being, like, such a, like, kayfabe mark of the power of WrestleMania, but I felt like if I watched this from home, I would have a way different experience because. Even the screen, I mean, you know, the, that screen is famous. It goes, what, 20-yard line to 20-yard line? It's massive. This thing made the Hell in the Cell look like I could hold that with my pinky. The Hell in the Cell was hanging below the, Titan, you know, the, the Dallas Cowboys screen. And it, I, I, it, it, you just watch it. I would have paid to just watch up. It was if about a quarter of the size. The screen. cell was 25% the size of the screen. Yeah. I mean, I think less. But yeah, maybe, if yeah. that. It, it looked like, like one tenth. It was not. It, it looked tiny. It looked like a like a little condom that a square shaped ant would wear. It was nothing. Yeah, and watching, I'd watch a match up there, and they'd be like, "Oh, this spot looks good. I'll watch it in person here." But it was, what? I mean, what a great, just what a great experience. I, I, we, I just have to hammer it home how awesome that arena is. Once we got in, it was a little rough on the outside, but once you were inside, you really felt the difference. Particularly when we got through the masses to the club yeah. section. Got to our seats. There was incredible food there. The screens, I mean, you're talking about the main screen, but there were also screens all around that kind of, I think in a normal arena, that's what you'd get. And here you added this massive, massive screen up top, and it just really changed the experience. I mean, you could feel it. You could feel that you were with 100,000 other people. It was special. It was the dream team screen team. It's worth the time. I know we're not getting into the meat of WrestleMania, but the event is everything they go for. And the whole time was just thinking like, 
no every sports company like MLB, NBA, they wish they can get an event like this. Nobody I mean, does theatrics wish. like the McMahon family. Yeah, the Flying McMahon brothers. I don't understand. I mean, do they when they do football games there? Obviously, because football is kind of a religion here in this country. But like, are they filling that stadium with that many people, or we get extra seating because? The ring is small, so they put more floor seats. Like, what? What are the the, the biggest game that's been in there before? What's the attendance record for AT and T Stadium? I mean, this place has standing room seats. They sell like you right. see people standing that don't even. But have it's an seats. interesting point because I noticed that they didn't say that it set the indoor attendance. Right. They said it set a WrestleMania, WrestleMania record, record, but they did not say it set an attendance record. Maybe, so I wonder. Maybe a uh, Butchy Neil Black, our, our ginger bun man. Can you look up He's what, on it. what He's the on highest it. amount of people who... It takes gingers a little long. I believe That's that true. some college football games get more... They may, and I, maybe like soccer games in, right? uh, overseas. Like, I'm sure that's not an attendance record. Well, but I want to know what's, what, what's the... Um, what's uh, Butch, like the Butch, you look that up for us. You going to look that up? He'll, he's on it. He's all on right, it. so he's on it. We'll get that fact. But let's get it. All right, so we had, an, we had a magical time. We ate like kings of kings. And uh, by the way, speaking of the food, we had this. There was a healthy stand. We got some ginger snaps. We got those almond clusters. I mean, it just the experience was a 10 out of 10. We were able to keep our, our physiques. Uh, great. Let's Here's get- the best we did on stats, by the way. Pretty good. The 2014. So it's a little bit behind, but the attendance statistics, the number one average attendance for, is for the Dallas Cowboys in AT&T. And it's 90K. And then below them is Green Bay at Lambeau. Because well, they're fitting a couple more thousand on the floor. Right. Sure. Right. I'd like to know what, like, European soccer stats are. Like Barcelona and stuff like that. Well, they're higher. But anyway, let's move on to, the, let's move on to WrestleMania. Fine. Uh, fine if we must. Let's go. Let's go on to the match. Well, we got to start with it. The dominator of my podcast, Roman Reigns, as predicted and as sluggishly boring as you would expect. Roman Reigns is our new WWE World Heavyweight Champion. The match was boring. Roman Reigns got booed way harder than I even expected. Although I knew while we were in there that he was going to get booed really hard. We did make a pact that we would not boo him if he did one thing. We made a pact that if Roman Reigns showed up in wrestling trunks, in undies, we would not boo him. Get that vest off. Let me see the If he did not show up dressed like a military heel... We would, we would, if he showed up dressed like a professional wrestler, we would not boo him. He showed up in a gold lace. And we booed him mercilessly. And we booed him hard. And look, we were not alone. We have, we've read online that they were turning down the audience mics. So you hear to hear them. The boos were very palpable. He was not over in any capacity with this crowd. That match was super boring. What do you guys want to say about Roman Reigns? I suspect this match was very, very different if you were watching at home because I think. They were turning down the booing. I assume the commentary really helped moving the pacing along. But if you were in the arena, it was really, really lame. I mean, there was a tremendous amount of booing going on. You know, there's a few kids cheering for him. It was slow. I don't think Triple H was able to really carry the match the way he needed to. Reigns is not that exciting. And at the end of the day, it just felt like a dud to me. It was a clunker. But I don't think watching on the network would be any better of an experience. You just wouldn't hear all the boos. But that match sucked. It wasn't the worst match of all time, but you could definitely feel that had like probably the most stagnant energy of the night. It was just such a lull. It was such a snooze fest. Triple H can't carry matches like that. He couldn't even in his prime, and he's past the hill. Roman Reigns is not an exciting wrestler. He's not the worst wrestler of all time. He can do some things, but he's not a guy who's going to bring an exciting match to me. So, but just to speak about the energy quick, uh, we came off the rock segment, which we'll get into right before this, which 
the energy was insane. I mean, it was, I was like, wow, this is, I'm having the best time of my life. And then that, that was after it, that preceded it. And uh, I mean, it was the biggest drop off. It was really hard to end on a low note. They made the pay-per-view not land. And I think a lot of the criticism of this pay-per-view comes from it not landing. You know, that is your marquee matchup. That is, and although they kind of booked the Shane Taker match as the marquee match, like they were pushing it, it was opening up Raw. They knew that that was their bigger match, but, uh, but, I, but like it, at the end, it was like you walked out feeling slightly disappointed, having to remember the good times you had forty minutes ago. But here's the thing: I, I really almost don't understand why people online are making this point, while why we're making it here. At what point was this a surprise? Like we knew this was a terrible. Bret Hart even said this is the worst. WrestleMania card on paper. Roman Reigns versus Triple H. We knew for three months. We're like, this is a terrible main event. It's not going to be good. We hate that Roman Reigns is seemingly 100% of the time must be booked in the main event. Must be. We knew it was going to be a clean win over Triple H. Not one of us didn't predict that. The whole world knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to suck. And it sucked. So I don't understand what the criticism online is. It's just like, yeah, we knew. Let's evaluate the rest of the pay-per-view. To me, Roman Reigns is a separate anomaly that WWE is. is it sucks, but it's like we just got to accept. He's the guy. They're going with him. He's going to win. He's the top guy no matter what. Let's get past it. Don't give a shit about that. I want to talk about everything else because that should be evaluated. Yeah, uh, I think we should not let Roman Reigns dominate the podcast. I'm not going to let him ruin my good time. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's discuss the good uh, uh, parts of that match. The Triple, H, the Triple H entrance was pretty fun. Spectacular. Fantastic. I mean, Stephanie, next level. I think everyone gasped when they saw her and just stepped back and said, wow. I mean, this is an amazing woman She's on all of like, like a biker Elvira kind of ships. How would you describe well, it? Well, I would describe her the way you described her. And I want to just turn back the clocks yeah, a little I, bit. Yeah, I kind of backed off on... Uh, yeah, let's on let's get in there. I want to clock in the placards here, okay? Because what's going on is, last year at WrestleMania, none of us were excited about that main event. Brock versus Roman Reigns. And let's be honest, it's not because of Brock. He's the man. It was because Roman Reigns. Going into that, we said, this main event sucks. The only thing that would be cool, the, co- the only cool thing they could do is if Rollins comes in. And then our wildest dreams came true, and he came in, and it was great. That set an expectation that, w- that we, we came into this meeting to be like, yo, they know how to land a, a WrestleMania now. Right. now, and, But we knew that, look, Roman Reigns is winning. That was clear. And we also knew that anything to muddle it shows them backing down from backing him as their main guy, which is what they're going for. Right. Now, but this year... Same thing. We said, this main event is garbage. It sucks. I, the only thing that would make it exciting, we were like, well, Triple H will probably have a cool entrance. He does. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. But he has a real flair for the dramatic. It's almost creepy how much this guy goes over the top. And Dan, you said it would be amazing if Stephanie Man is sitting on a throne like his queen. Dressed like Liliana Vest. Like it's something sexy. A planeswalker from Magic the Gathering. I was like, if you wore that kind of esque, you can Google that outfit. And then right away, she pops up wearing exactly Liliana clothing. The outfit from Dan's dreams. And I got to be honest. She looked hot as fuck. Outfit from my dreams now. She looked fantastic. Yeah. And then we were just at breakfast today and two other guys who knew we went to the WrestleMania because we're wearing wrestling t-shirts to breakfast. I mean, we're wearing wrestling shirts right now. That's true. I'm wearing two wrestling shirts right now. That's true. But (laughs) they said, hey, what do you guys think of that main event? Sucks, right? We're like, absolutely. (laughs) And they said, the one cool thing is an eight-year-old kid I saw in a row in front of me when Stephanie leaned forward in that outfit, that eight-year-old kid said, sweet. Stephanie yeah. had the two biggest moments of the match. One, just yeah, showing up in that outfit. <laughs> you getting speared. I mean, Stephanie owned that match. That spear was the best spot of the match, and she took it harder than I've seen men take that spear. She let that 
that that wow. bump bumper head right to the canvas. That's she the took McMahon it full way. Force. That is the McMahon way. That the is the McMahon's McMahon way. Took the two biggest spots of the night. We're both taken by McMahon's, who are business end of that company, not professional talent. That's and amazing. You know, to me. Stephanie had to tell Roman, "Give me everything you got," because he wasn't just going to go out there and spear her full force if she didn't say, "This is what I need." And you know what? He gave it to yeah, her. He almost He's popped perfect. one of her titties. Uh, so yeah, I think. <laughs> I, uh, those happened. Iron, it those happened are, to Ava Marie. Not to, not to Ava Stephanie. Marie. She's got a better situation. She's got the premium doctor. Do you think they have special wrestling implants? Yes. I think they probably athletic, do. Athletic, yeah. They have yeah, athletic yeah. implants. They got a, like a, thicker, uh, a thicker shell. Well, just, yeah. So, uh, you know, Triple H had a cool entrance. Triple H was very over with the crowd. People love Triple H. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. The main event, I really don't have much to say. I think we could get past it and kind of talk about where do they go tonight? There was one. Where, where do they go with Roman Reigns tonight? I mean, Will we see? I think the most interesting thing they could do is a Rollins return tonight. I know that technically he's, he wasn't, he's not supposed to be cleared until post-mania. When he got injured, they're like nine months or so. But he's been very silent on Instagram and social media. And he's normally like a, a, a big poster. Right. It makes me think that I don't know what's going on with him. But I think the only way to make Roman Reigns work is to give him a good feud. Right, well, he needs a good heel, which is why they put Triple H against him in the first place. The guy's the top heel in the company, and the authority or corporate kind of gimmick for bad guys is the ace in the hole, tried and true, perfect heel gimmick. And Triple H is the best in the company at it, well, him and Stephanie. So they have to give that to him. They need to make it interesting, right? Either Rollins coming back would be huge. I think an Ambrose heel turn could be just what the doctor ordered for both these fucking losers. I mean, they're both jokes as far as I'm concerned. Losers. I hate watching them. Their work is stale and copy of a copy derivative nonsense. But maybe you turn them against each other and that adds a little freshness to the vibe. I do have to say, though, it's not clear to me that even putting Triple H up against the best heel in the business would work. I mean, Stephanie came out last night working overtime to get the crowd to turn on the them. The hair was teased to the heavens. She also gave that speech that was like clearly intended to get the crowd to turn on Triple H. But you know what? In the arena... Everyone was cheering him. Maybe everyone's an overstatement, but there was a lot More of cheering. More than 60-40 in for favor sure. of Triple H. For sure. Even after that speech, you couldn't help but really root for Triple H, and Roman Reigns was getting booed. Well, that's because they were just jamming that Triple H heel down your throat. I thought, that was, I thought that was kind of a misstep. He was, like, going out of his way to be bad. But all and it didn't work. Just, all he had to do was just be like, I'm better than you, and then they could have, well, I, I don't know. But they're not trying to make Triple H look good. They're not trying to make that work because that part works. They're trying to make it not work so that you want to like uh, Roman Reigns because there's two levels, right? There's the storyline, the heel, and face, right? You're supposed to boo the heel, cheer the face. Kevin Owens, he gets boos, but they're, they're like, you're Respect such a good boos. heel. Respect yeah, I'm going to boo you. Triple H is getting good heel boos. Well, not even. He's getting good cheers because his heel is so good. He's yeah. such a good heel. He's the on crowd's point. Cheering. And he looked incredible. And he knows it. Roman Reigns is getting booed because he's trying to do a babyface gimmick, and it doesn't work. So those are real dissatisfied boos. Yeah. Triple H was so jacked up. He looked awesome. just want to talk about a little bit of my, uh, my performance at WrestleMania. Personal, Please do. On a Please personal do. level. Let's get personal. I was, I, was, <laughs> I was screaming out. It was so silent in this 100,000-person arena. During that match, During that yeah. Match, it was just I dull, felt the need to, to scream out uh, insults at Roman Reigns, and I was doing it so much. Uh, that the guy behind me tapped me on the shoulder and said, hey, man, uh, Roman Reigns is my brother, so <laughs> take it easy. He was Could, not. Couldn't have been true because that guy was in the 200 level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to be fair, every guy wishes Roman Reigns was his brother. If I had a little bit of that genetic material, I would be so much yeah. farther along right and now. And so then I started feeling like a little bad, like maybe I was being a jerk by chanting, you know, dress like a wrestler right. and uh, 
and you uh, look like a porn star mm-hmm. and all, you know, all mm-hmm. my classic chants that I started being like, oh, well, I better look if there's any Roman Reigns fans in the section. And they were few and far between. There were really not that many looking for the shirts because everyone's marching out. Hard. Only women and children. And it's only, I realize it's only women and children. Those are only fans. He has the original Cena demographic. Right. But to be fair, if I was a woman, I would be in full Roman Reigns. Oh, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. My mom, I told her, my mom walked by the screen and was like, look at this guy. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if my mom saw him on the Today Show this morning and texted me and said, who is this guy? You need that face, right, it's right. a magical face. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Dan's mom saw Roman Reigns and just went, sploosh. And then you went like, oh, mom, yeah. cool it. I wouldn't be surprised because it happened. All right, let's move on to Shane Taker match. Mm. Here so, comes the money. Shane McMahon. I mean, arguably all-star of WrestleMania. Shane McMahon, best wrestler in the company, as far as I'm concerned. I'm wearing the jersey right now, folks. Arlen is wearing the jersey as we speak. He, he bought it, it up. Uh, that was fucking amazing. I, you know, I'm cursing there. I'm saying that that was... I, he got up on that cage. It, 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 it was amazing. I, know, yeah. I, I knew he was going to do it. He's the kind of guy you know he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. He made the plunge. It's the Foley plunge. He took the same, a very similar drop that Mick Foley took in that fateful Hell in the Cell that put Hell in the Cell on the map. I think there is a nuance, though, because Shane jumped and Mick was thrown. Which is a little bit more dangerous for Mick, but as Dan said, yeah, Mick Foley took it as a roll. So he didn't actually be, he didn't actually get thrown. If you watch the video, he rolls off himself, but like Taker's hands on his back. He does a roll, which is the proper way to take a bump like that. You want to, when you get when you're hitting the ground, you want to turn, you know. So you're kind of like rolling out, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how he takes it. Shane just did a flat backdrop, yeah. onto the table. Now there was a piece of padding there, of course, but that's, that doesn't take away from how but great that it padding was. was pretty small. He took a bump. That right. was not. That was not. Uh, and that was something you couldn't see. We watched the match after on the network, and that was something you couldn't see on the network. And this, so. is, a, this is a great example of how awesome it was to watch this. And we were center. We had, like, perfect teeth, really, mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. We were center where you could see the screen perfectly. This was, like, an amazing thing. We're watching this match. It's a kind of a submission-y match. has some cool outside-the-ring spots. Uh, Shane, we're, I'm watching it on the screen, mainly, you know? And then Shane starts ascending this cage, and I go, time to look down. You had, had to, to watch it. humanity it. into mm-hmm. it. And that was like, oh, I get this crystal-clear, huge screen. And I go, and I was like, that, that was perfect watching of wrestling. And the scale of it was fascinating because you see this tiny guy on top of this big cage. But, I, I mean, it just, it felt something special to see it in person and to really see the magnitude of Shane relative to the cage, relative to the rest of the arena. It felt extremely dangerous and very real. I'll yeah. tell you what, what here's, here's when it got, I mean, first of all, much like the Triple H Roman Reigns match, one thing we knew for sure is that Shane is going to take a mega bump. And the debate was like, is he jumping off the cage? Do we think, like before the match even starts, we go, do we think he's doing it? And we're like, he probably is doing it. He's fucking Shane McMahon here. I also want to add something to that point because I think Shane did an incredible job throughout the match of really building it. He kept looking well, up, yeah. you know, building that sense of excitement. There was great storytelling. I think Shane did a great job. Well, exactly. Storytelling in the match was excellent because Shane was doing, taking serious punishment and asking for more. It was great. It was great. It was, what I it said was is, that, is that Shane McMahon was doing exactly what Dean Ambrose was supposed to be doing. Get your ass kicked. Keep asking for more. You look like a badass. Dean Ambrose didn't even do it a little. And Shane did it better than he ever could in his wildest dreams. But exactly what you said, Arlen. The Shane, every once in a while, he was just like, his gaze would just go up a little bit. He'd flick the eyes up and you'd be like, he's, he knows. He knows what he's got to do. 
and it just the when, once he put table uh, Taker on that announce table, everyone stood. Everyone in the a hundred thousand people started grabbing the guy next to him and going, "Yo, yo it's happening right now! It's happening!" Tremendous and it was anticipation. So exciting! Yeah, it you was gotta amazing. love these big men. They are so. I have such admiration for this. McMahon I mean, I the flying McMahon brothers. With their, with, all right, other uh, triple uh, triple H and Stephanie's kids, three daughters in the front row. Shane, three sons in the front row, setting an example of how you lead. This is right? how you do They're it. setting up a generation. There's six six McMahons, right yeah. in the front row, being bred to take it's wrestling in their blood. to the next level. It's like. That, you know what I mean? It's, it was yeah. hard it's not to feel like this night was a sort of a celebration of what makes WWE and specifically the McMahon family so special. Triple H. Get your hands dirty. That's it. Get your hands dirty. Get involved. There are no lines. Stephanie got speared. Incredible moment of the night. Shane jumps off the cage. Incredible moment. Triple H did whatever he could to carry that main event. They had their whole family out there. I mean, it just there was something really special that shone through about the McMahon family. There's something to be said about if you want something to do right, you got to do it yourself, which is, again, why when, P- when Triple H got the belt, I was like, yeah, no one else can handle this right now. There's not one guy in the company who could do this right. If you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. That's the Vince McMahon way. Yeah, People- don't ask anybody to do something you wouldn't do yourselves. The McMahons are like, I want you to do this, but you know I'd do it. Yeah, I'll do it better That's if I had to. But wrestling I, would do it it, I would do it right now, except I got to you know, meet with the board and go over some, some money shit. But if I wasn't so busy, I'd be taking that bump myself. Vince McMahon, people like to shit on him and say, well, he's out of touch. He's this, he's that. He's overbearing. He's too much of a micromanager. Let me tell you something. This guy built this thing with his vision. He's the greatest wrestler of all time in the history of professional wrestling is Vince McMahon. He's the best heel. He's the best visionary. He changed the game, and his kids are just following in his footsteps to greatness. You owe this man everything. If you like pro wrestling and you say one unkind thing about Vince McMahon ever, you're out of touch. Okay, now, I agree. I mean, I, I can't refute that point. But I'll, now let's get into let's get into the dirty the dirty deeds of Yikes. this, which is not moving on to it's not a, a transition to Ambrose. Oh, thank God! This is talking about Taker's in ring performance. Yeah, it's a dirty deed. <laughs> I mean, on two ways, it's a dirty deed. Okay, it's a dirty deed in that like the deed of him wrestling is just not that good. It's a little dirty at this point. Yeah. And the other dirty deed is whoever's clearing this guy to keep doing this to himself, eh, they gotta go. You know, the I same mean, guy, I mean, who's probably the same doctor who's letting Ric Flair bleach his wisps, according to Arlen Marmel. These guys were exhausted, Shane included. But let's, like, you know, look, Shane is not a wrestler. He's not he's a wrestler. He's, he's selling Chinese TVs He, he didn't there. wrestle yeah. in six years. Yeah. He, I guess uh, Taker wrestled six times in the same time that amazing Shane wrestled once. Both of these guys work out real hard. You know, Shane's like, we're going to but you can see the kind of shape you need to be in in wrestling. Look, I, I wrestled for one month. I don't pretend to be an expert. Mm-hmm. But I know that, like, when I was running off the ropes, I was like, this hurts and is so hmm. tiring in a different way. It's like, a, there, you know, you got cardio, you got, uh, you got strength training, and then you have whatever wrestling is. I'm sure there's a term for it or whatever. But it's like, these guys, you could see it very early. I'm talking in the first five minutes of these match. These guys look like UFC gassed fighters. Right. I'm very would excited. Would you say that Shebs, our MMA expert? I would say that they looked gassed like guys who don't have a gas tank to go on for three rounds. Right. In the fourth round. Like, right. you know, the guys who can't last three-round fights in a championship round of a fight, they looked overly tired. They looked really tired. And, and uh, you Blown know, up. Taker's doing it. He's, he's, he's doing it. It's fine, but it's, it's felt like a great opportunity to retire. To hang up the boots? 
Well, here's the thing. The thing is this. Look at the my eyes. Let me tell you what's going on. Yeah, Sheb still has his sty. Keep an eye episode. on the sty, right, folks. <laughs> look into the sty. Yeah, take us to Sty Town. Let me take you to Sty Town, USA. JS Styles. All right, man. We get, we're there. Let's it's, get past it. It's offensive. All right. Here's the thing. When Undertaker lost the streak to Brock Lesnar, yeah. the reason that was so devastating, the reason it was so bad at the time, I mean, in hindsight, it's like a cool moment. You know, it didn't get it, the same pop when it, as happened, the it su- when it happened, it sucked. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't good. One of the reasons was it was a really bad match to watch. It didn't look good. It wasn't good. People say, oh, Which Taker. Which match were we talking about? I was Lesnar the Taker. Lesnar Taker. Lesnar Taker. Yeah, yeah, that match sucked. That match was bad. And it, people say, well, Taker got concussed early on. I don't know if that's true or not. That's word on the street is the match before uh, WrestleMania 29, Taker versus CM Punk, stole the show. That was the best match of the night. And Taker is a fantastic wrestler. Great that was the end of that was the end of uh, Undertaker's impressive Mania run. Well, right, that was probably the last great Taker and it, match, and it was the last match of the streak. Right, that Lesnar match sucked because on one hand it's the end of the streak, and on the other hand it wasn't even this iconic, amazing match. Like if Taker's going to lose the streak, let's make it be something special. Let's make it be epic, and it wasn't. So it just felt terrible. But ever since that match, all his WrestleMania matches have also felt terrible. They're just not good. He just, it kills me to say it, but he doesn't have it anymore. Well, let's no, keep it real here. Does it, and, and, and it's starting to be slightly uncomfortable, but well, I'll say this. I have a tendency of being like, somebody's done, and then I miss them real fast. So uh, if he wants to wrestle But here's what bit, you won't miss, because I have a, a very important point to make about Taker. I mean, clearly the entrance is the money here, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm very excited for him to have a Legends contract where we get the entrance, he comes to the ring, one comment on the mic and heads right back out the other way. What right. I didn't need last night was the match. Literally, if Taker <laughs> would have just come out and Shane would have jumped off the cage, we're good. We can wrap it up. Yeah. Well, that you entrance know. is, I mean, the one thing of Taker leaving is I will miss that entrance so much. A it WrestleMania won't go, though. Undertaker, the entrance will stay. But Taker that, will leave. What you'll lose is the match, which is know, what we need that, to go. But that entrance, more than, only with The Rock was the number one. Rock, rock moment was number one. Number two was Shane's jump. The number three, like, like goosebumps, I'm at WrestleMania right now moment. Not even Stone Cold. It was Taker's entrance. It's so good. Neil Black disagreeing. He thinks Stone Cold was the highest moment. Well, that's why he doesn't get a microphone. <laughs> the ginger bun man could suck my beat. Serious head shaking. There is Neil uh, Black. I have two words for you. Suck it. Yep. It says it on his jersey, and he means business. And Ladies means and gentlemen, it. the casual wrestling fan. Yeah. So, uh, I feel like you're not getting into your main point. Whenever we discuss wrestling... It's the thing that's not working about Taker for me. What would really work with Taker is if we had, if we didn't pretend that this guy is not old. We had a grizzled old Taker, like a Dark Knight Returns Mm -hmm. Taker who's like, look, I'm still great, but his body is not telling. His mind, he's of sound mind. He's of clear mind. He's, He's still the king of striking. He's still the, what is it? He's the best pure pure striker yeah, in the game. He's still the best in his mind. He, in his mind, he sees the punch he wants to do, but his body is not doing it. And, he, and you know, and he's still coming back for more, and he's losing. But instead, we're pretending he's still dominant in a post streak losing. And you know what? Say post streak losing, the timing of that streak is partly shows Vince McMahon's genius because that also was the downfall of Taker. Right, as a it was wrestler. the moment. But this is, as you said, this is my biggest issue with wrestling, which is that I feel. It insults your intelligence, right? You've got The Undertaker, 
who's clearly older. He's got a gut. He doesn't look like he used to. He's over dying the beard. He's going to uh, Flair's guy who should be, crim- you know, criminal charges against this guy. You think it- there should be criminal charges on the guy who's bleaching Rick Rick Flair's scalp? His wisps. I mean, it should be against the law. And Taker's getting there. I his mean, chemicals are seeping right into his into brain. his brain. I mean, yeah. you can see Flair's not what he once was. He did but- that one spot and was just laying out, and he's just there's no hair there. But you see a like a speckle of platinum. Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you one thing about while we're on the subject of, of Can I just say, hair, his hair's gray. Why does it need to be bleached to like platinum? It's a great question. And I don't know if you noticed this, but when you look at Flair head on, there's the illusion of hair yeah, on the top. Yes. And when you see him from above, Nothing. it's clearly just a sheet around the sides. I don't understand that illusion. It's like the Trump illusion. So maybe the guy who's actually doing his hair should not be disbarred from the hair union. He's, a, fact, genius, he's a genius, you're saying. He's an artiste. Well, there's a big we time hair union. But let's bring this back to Taker. <laughs> Because my main issue is that they don't address the obvious thing in the room, which is this guy is older. I like <laughs> Dan's uh, correcting my mic here. I apologize, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. He's an amateur. I'm not a professional broadcaster. I'm a yeah. businessman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. MBA. Uh, so, Crunchyroll. <laughs> thank you. So Taker is clearly older. He's clearly weaker. I mean, he can't carry a match which he needed to carry because Shane is not a professional wrestler. Also, at this point. One small Why not address it? That he also had nothing to do with the Shane spot. Like, whereas Mick Foley, it was like he threw him off, and it was like, oh, man, this guy is just will do anything to win. Right. That's cool. He also just rolled off a table. Right. Like, and also, that was the fastest he moved the yeah. whole match. He <laughs> was like, I, I don't even want to be anywhere near this. But that's Actually, the thing, yeah. you say that Undertaker won that match due to his incredible speed. Well, right. to be fair, he got <laughs> mascara in his eye. It, it, one eye was shut yeah, at that point. Mascara. Yeah. Uh, they, they had to stop. They had to brush him off like a Samoa Joe at NXT. Was like, he was, got mascara in the eye. He was bleeding, but it wasn't blood. It was mascara. It was yeah, running sure. mascara. But what Vince, Vince McMahon was like, this is my instrument of destruction. It be crazy once that door closes. You don't want to be in there with him. He'll move out of the way and you'll really hurt yourself. <laughs> but the door didn't this close right. rolls off a table faster than anyone in the back. <laughs> like he lost all, any semblance of like this man is dangerous and that's why you don't want to be in that ring with him was out the window this year officially. Like he did no offense that looked offensive. Like wow. let's talk about one thing. Shaman man came out with all his three kids. If that's your dad, you're like, my dad's the fucking man. <laughs> my dad's, so let me tell you something. I showered with my father till I was seven years old, and what that taught me was two things. One, this guy's the hugest dick in the world. <laughs> Don't know if that's true now, but just he made a point of making sure I saw it yeah. when I was really small. Yeah, yeah, great, good point. Good. That's the Glad same thing that, that Shane's kids are feeling right now. They're saying, my dad is the fucking king, <laughs> yeah. man. This dude is a legend. That's good parenting. What, what was, wow. this, what was what the a, second thing that you learned from your dad in the shower? You're only going to listen to that. Don't want to go there. Don't want to go there right now. What a way to present a point that I already that I already hammered home. Anyway, so we know that you showered with your dad till you were seven. And, and you knew Jason had to shoehorn a little dad respect well, into this conversation. Well, either, either until I was like seven or 18, like one of those. It was in that zone. Anyway, we read that Shane's okay. Um, I think we're not going to see him on Raw. I'll be honest. I was kind of marking out. I thought he was injured there. It looked like a very... Well, I couldn't tell. I, 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 I got to tell you. Out of, out of all of us, you are the mark in this crew. I can accept the, the that. Reason that I knew from a, <laughs> the reason that I knew that he was not hurt is because we saw the EMTs holding for camera. They were waiting for Taker to be far enough up the ramp where they could drive by him right. for the shot of like... Uh, you know, he was in the ring just like hurt. You know, that's how EMTs work. They got to hold for cameras. Right, right, I right. needed a thumbs yeah. up. I needed a thumbs up to enjoy that match and up. to buy this but jersey. And I got his it. acting was incredible on the floor. His eyes looked like, like oh, gloss, yeah. glazed. He was also doing this over. thing with his hands where they were kind of like he was almost like a newborn baby. He couldn't control his muscles. I thought he well played. Shane, Shane O'Mac told is, the story. Uh, he, he, he's a, uh, you know, 
arguably probably the MVP of WrestleMania. I'm saying I was about 100%. to say he is my WrestleMania MVP. This was his WrestleMania moment. Montanius Montel Vontavis Porter. Uh, agree to disagree. Stephanie was my MVP. <laughs> All right, fair. But the point is the McMahon's got a big win and everyone else could suck a big dick the size of my dad's in 1997. Yeah, 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 which is actually small. Huge. Well, anyway, huge compared to mine. Yeah, all right. All right. So let's 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 get past it. Let's talk about the other arguable 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 arguable, arguable, arguable the MVP of the universe, The Rock. Uh, the Rock segment, they build The Rock as like that he will be at WrestleMania. It was very ominous. It was very mysterious. Before we jump into mysterious. that point, I just want to talk about the booking and the pacing of the show because I thought there was a mistake well, made. we're not doing it. <laughs> it is your show. I thought there was a mistake made in terms of the placement. I know you're an exec of- over at Crunchyroll uh, in the development ed department, but I feel... <laughs> But I think that we... Learning about my personal phone number, too? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I thought there was a mistake in the pacing of the show. I felt that The Rock should have come at a different moment because I felt leading into... Basically, I think one of you guys referred to the main event as almost like a cooldown. Like, it was too I agree. Hot. It should have went after the Roman Reigns match. <laughs> to get <laughs> the Roman Reigns match should have right. been the cooldown. The main event should have been six seconds, and it should have been The Rock. I think they should have... Put Eric their, Rowan I, with a main event at WrestleMania. I think should, Triple H should have been, that should have been between uh, the female <laughs> match. Should have been the kickoff show, probably, the, the belt. Jesus Christ, Roman Reigns. Anyone but you, Roman. That's yeah, all I Anyone but you. Uh, Which leads us yeah, to Yeah, no, break. sorry, you're talking about the pacing. I, I would like to acknowledge your point. I was just being a jerk. I just think the show was booked incredibly well until the tail end. What's going on with you not understanding that a microphone goes over your mouth? Look, I haven't been freestyling since the 8 Mile days, so let me just bring think, it in. Do you think that sound comes out of your chin? <laughs> <laughs> sound comes out of somewhere at the bridge of your nose between your eyes. You just gotta, and you got to find it. You, gotta, like, so that she, you also are holding it the exact way you told us not to. Am I the only one following the rules? Just to be clear, do I put it on my eye? Yeah. Why don't we everyone... Fo- All right, let's get down in the rocks. Fi- uh, Clock in the placards. Well, if Jason position. would have brought a mic stand, we wouldn't have this problem. I'm sorry, those shits are heavy. All right, anyway. Um, well, now that you've Jason works at Sirius here. XM. Jason works at Sirius XM. Uh, I like how we're announcing everyone's jobs. Arlen, you work at uh, Crunchyroll. I work at Sirius XM. Dan, Dan, you don't have a job. Dan works nowhere. Let's announce Dan's job. LinkedIn blank. Uh, he has yeah, yeah. Dan no works job. for Jamie Lee. Yeah, I haven't figured out how to use LinkedIn yet, but uh, I'll get a job. Anyway, so we're talking about The Rock. The Rock segment. So The Rock rolls up. It was pretty obvious because you're like, oh, these cheerleaders, what a great time for. Mm. They had the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders come out. What a great time for the Rocks just just to hear the if you smell, which I always think about when the if you smell hits about how it used to be like, do you smell what the it was kind of boring. Right. And then he, and then the, the time he switched to if you smell, I was like, what a great upgrade. Well, I'll say the Rock song. I mean, it's nuanced, but if you oh. look at it over time, it's always been the same song, but it has changed 10 or 11 times. Yeah. And it gets closer and closer every time to perfection. And right now, it's perfect. And longer and longer. It so was a 20-minute instrumental. Well, that the song, Taker song is the same. They know, yeah, the Taker song is the same. But the I think Taker the Taker song Taker, changed a bunch of times, and now is the perfect iteration. Perfect, perfect, perfect thing to come up. But the, 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 the rock song, what they build into the rock song is they know he's going to come out and just mug for camera upwards of 20 minutes. So they needed to build in enough differentiation he, in the song. So the there guitar. is a 20-minute guitar solo. <laughs> His song is two, three seconds of him talking. A minute and a half of the actual theme yeah. song, and then a twenty-minute song. A lot of string the rock, bending in there. You know the the rock's theme song is the best part of songs, yeah. right? Like the, uh. you take the, the the reason when you're like, oh, I love that song. You take that part, 
and makes it a whole song. He takes the frosting, makes it a whole the cake. The whole cake of frosting. The whole cake the whole is a glob plane, of frosting. The whole plane is made out of the black it's box It's like with the highest guy. of highs in a song, just the, I, high, the guitar solo. I have been loving The Rock so intensely and so hard for so many decades now. It feels yeah. crazy to me. I remember as a, as a kid, I would say- You were if, showering with your father. After I would, I would I'd go to a wrestling event clean from just getting a nice fresh shower with my father. I would go to MSG or Nassau Coliseum, and The Rock would come out, and I would want to cry. And I'd say, if he spit into the air, I would run over my own grandmother to get there quick enough to catch it in my mouth. That's how much I love The Rock. This has been discussed on the podcast before about how we had the discussion of if the because the rock was spitting into the crowd a lot during the uh, yeah, he was a heel so the only difference was he would also spit at the crowd. he would spit and we would say if it came to us would we catch it in our mouth and it was a resounding yes from Everyone all of us we yes, would all say course. that I did touch the rock's back mm. when I sat uh, when he was wrestling Triple H at NASA Coliseum that's amazing would you use, I'm glad we, I'm the biggest mark on this podcast I still haven't washed my hands yeah. it smells like smoke and sweat Ugh, that's the uh, most and premium. electricity and goosebumps but uh, yeah so the rock came out. He brought out a flamethrower, which was odd. Uh, <laughs> didn't, the thing is, it wasn't just a flamethrower. It was an implement I had never seen before. I'm like, I don't know what he's holding. It looks like we a thought it was a t-shirt cannon. T-shirt gun. Hold on, Ginger yeah. Bun Man has something to say. Uh, Arlen got it. Uh, I really, honestly thought that was a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if it threw t-shirts out, they would be on fire and scalding children's faces because <laughs> that thing was filled with gasoline. Yeah, yeah. He came out and the rock. His his uh, his facial acting. His is so good. Yeah. He's such an expressive face. He was like, "Yeah, guys, what's up?" And then he made a face that showed us that's like, "Uh, give me a sec. We we gotta kick this up a notch. Like, this is pretty cool. I gotta go get something. I forgot my flamethrower in the back. Yeah, do you guys remember? He didn't say anything, right? But you knew something. He's like, I gotta go get something in yeah. such a well acted fashion. It was communicated so perfectly because he's a perfect wrestling actor and a perfect actor. Actor. He's the number one box office star in the world. Okay, well, I saw I'm San not Andreas. Call the Rock a perfect actor. I need. I, I would will. say he's a perfect wrestling. <laughs> I have actor. a very important point to make right now. You a lot of guys, like a wrestler in movies. No, what my point is this: a lot of guys rely heavily on facial accoutrement when they don't have enough. Guy Fieri, perfect example. He's got the tri-fork beard, bleached hair, a la Smash Mouth. He's got ten lip rings. Who knows what he's got? He needs all that to get it done. Don't ever the, talk about Guy Fieri. The yeah. Rock. Guy Fieri the rock, might be in this hotel. Right the now. Rock. The Rock is a complete at this point blank slate facially. It is just eyes. Nose, mouth, eyebrows, nothing else going <laughs> that is, on. That is a great point. And he, he is like a he's a, like a Camino cloner. He is like when you create a wrestler in wrestling and it starts at zero and there's nothing there. It's a canvas and you can do whatever you want with it. That's all he's working with. No accoutrement. So he is coming to you pure. He's relying on nothing but the integrity of his facial acting. Somehow fantastic. has not much going on visually, but the most going on visually. Well, that's what I'm saying. He's <laughs> yeah. doing it with nothing. Yeah. And he that's also what makes it even more Because he's just electricity. He's he has a magical capability to look incredibly... I know... I follow this guy on Instagram, okay? This is one of the busiest guys on Instagram. the Come on, you, what are you Instagram. bragging? You follow my Instagram? Yo. There is no Instagram without I'm the I'm just rock. saying I got an inside Arlen. look into the rock's the, world. If you download Instagram, it, it shows up following the rock it it's like that u2 the album they're like do you want to not follow the rock right now because you're gonna have to go through three settings webs to get Both that of going. my parents follow the rock on instagram they don't know how to use instagram they don't even know who he is they're i actually only have a phone follow. for one reason and that's to follow the rock on instagram you, and you still he's up think to. your chin is where but, sound comes out of. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy is one of the busiest people on the planet i mean no, he, he literally left wrestlemania instantly okay and the question is how does he look so fresh like what is this guy doing that he looks well rested at all times. Well, he's genetically superior. Stem cells. Stem cells, HGH, who knows? 
He's on a real good rock. Whatever tail. Shane's doing. I mean, those arms were incredible. Shane looked like the rock to me. He had a similar tan tone going on, similar um neck to shoulders angles going on. Yes, but Shane looked Shane is 46, and you'd be like, Yeah, he looks 46. He looks like a really awesome 46, but he doesn't look 30. Kind of the best the rock, kind of 46. The rock I hope I look looks like, that. like you'd be tell me he's a 20-year-old like linebacker. I'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. But you know what they say, rock don't crock. That guy's gonna look good forever. Yeah, rock don't crock. Your dad told you that when they always say that. Dick was but here's the real cool question. It. The Roman Reigns is legitimately related to the rock and got almost none of this magic. He got no charisma. For the face. Look how much he's working with. He's working with long hair, goatee, bulletproof vest, standard issue combat. He's the guy Fieri of WWE. Well, colored contacts. Well, I don't know if that's fair because there's so many. I mean, there's we so got many Star, guy we got Stardust. You know, there's, there's like there's a lot of Fierrying going on in the WWE. Even the other relatives of The Rock, who are even shittier than Roman Reigns, mind you, in my opinion, the Usos, they do more Fieri work than Roman Reigns. You know, except he did do colored contacts, which is like a major offense that, like, you know. Indian American women do are shittier than Roman Reigns. They're shittier, but at least they're I mean, not certainly pushed. abdominally shittier than they're Roman Reigns. They're shittier than Roman Reigns, but the, but I don't care because they're not main eventing everything indefinitely okay. forever. So The Rock comes down. He comes down to the ring. He cuts. You know, standard. He sets the says that they, we broke the, the the record for attendance. Whatever. He cuts a great promo. The thing about The Rock that's amazing is that. And look, let's. This brings. It feels like a good time just for time to also bang out talking about how like Shane uh, uh, HBK showed up. Uh, Stone Cold showed up. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are big moments, but we got Foley, it. don't not Foley, say Mick yeah, Foley. I'm saying it. Foley showed up. They did something. Those guys feel like legends doing their shtick to like be like, aha, this right. is what we used to but do. But like fresh this legends. Is fun. Like, Characters like new- almost. Characters. They're, yeah, they're like, they're, yeah, they're, they're like, I don't know. I don't want to say parodies of themselves. Whatever. But they're, they're, they're I, I like it. I like they're it. It's classic. Version. It's classic. They're, they're, they're coming out there. They're doing homages to themselves. They feel like home of Hall of Famers. They feel like guys who are past their prime that we still love. Whereas The Rock is fresh. He's coming out. Yeah, he says if you smell it, The Rock is cooking. Yeah, he says, uh, he says finally, finally The Rock come back. But the rest of his jokes are freshly written jokes with a pepper. Just a pepper of some of his old shtick. But he's fresh like in a way where I was like, oh, he's going to say, Oh, you come out here and you don't even have the decency to like give us your name. And you go, right. It doesn't matter what your name is. Like, no, I'm done with that. I'm not saying Poontang Pie. You know, I'm not doing that. He did all awesome new shtick. I think this is a great point because a lot of those other guys at this point are sort of one dimensional, right? Like you get the sock, you get a stunner, but the rock is multi-dimensional still. And he's actually inventing new things still, which I think is very hard. For a guy who's not working regularly in the business. Yeah. Well, here's what he probably has writers, but he still pulls it off. I honestly don't know if he has writers. I mean, I don't know. Here's my take on The Rock, okay? As we all know from being wrestling fans our whole lives, to be the best wrestler, all you have to do is be famous for not wrestling, right? So, like, if you're LT, Lawrence Taylor, fighting Bam Bam Bigelow, you're going to win because you're not a wrestler. That automatically makes you better than wrestlers. It's something that's infuriating. I hate it, but that's how it's going. Shaq lost last night. Okay, but he was in a battle royale. I'm saying yeah, Mayweather yeah. beat the Big Show. In what universe is Mayweather going to beat the Big Show? It's like if you made your your grit not being a wrestler, wrestling like knows to like bow to you. You're better than us, and I hate that. The Rock is the ultimate chosen one because he came up as the best wrestler, and now he is the biggest movie star in the world. So he's famous for not wrestling. So together, that's an, that's a perfect storm. That's the F five. The fucking best. That's exactly. all I gotta say. He's the best in the world, no matter what team punk. Exactly. Like, he's incredible. I mean, the he's, a, he's superhuman. Yeah, superhuman. He's made from the the the, the matter, the, the the god particles. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. I, I still think the Stone Cold energy was pretty close to the rock energy. I'd say the glass out. shattering felt bigger than the if you smell. It That's was, what I'll say. The glass shattering was a bigger pop than just the if we you smell. We were in Dallas. And he's in Texas. But Stone Cold's performance was he gave stunners. They looked fun. It was fun. It was, it was, it, that's what I'm saying. It was a legend coming out, uh, paying service to his old self. The Rock is, feels like a current wrestler. He feels like he could pop at any time. And look, let me tell you, he had a match. Yeah. He had a match last night. He came in the undies. He took off his shirt. He took off his pants. And he was in the best shape of anybody on that card. He wrestled. He's uh, the fucking greatest. It is a shame that the two, biggest stars of that Wrestlemania are not active wrestlers. Shane and The Rock, and they're both gone now. Best match of the night. The Rock versus the Sheep, Eric Rowan. It was a complete <laughs> Wrestlemania record. Attendance record slash quickest, second. quickest Mania victory of all time. Six seconds. No one's more deserving than The Rock. The minute, you talk about a goosebump moment. The minute he said, how about we have a match and just ripped away breakaway pants to reveal the minute I saw those, now, the minute called, I saw those tights, those I had goose pimples. That's true. Dan Black on record, I will say, looked at me and said, he's going to fight. He's wearing wrestling boots. He was that. wearing boots. He does not wear wrestling boots to the ring. Disagree. I think he wears wrestling boots at all times. It's I think not, he stays in the panties ready for any potential match. Not an opinion on the boots, though. You could see what boots he's wearing anytime you see him. And they're usually like expensive shoes. He might, though, to your point, might be wearing those wrestling panties underneath everything. Well, that we cannot confirm. Yeah, now, we're, they're called panties. Now, look, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the, so Bray Wyatt comes out. Now, Bray Wyatt came out. Awesome. They had an awesome back and forth. Bray Wyatt cut an incredible promo. Mm -hmm. uh, I was glad to see him get th that spot. I mean, mm -hmm. I think he could be doing better, but so did The Rock. The Bray Wyatt's a busy thing. guy. He was clearly doing some house the painting Rock, before he showed up. He, he was dressed like a house painter slash uh, a guy who was going to a very cool club in Europe. A Euro trash clubber. <laughs> slash, I mean, a lot of European guys come here and they might be the biggest clubber in the world in the country they're from, but they come here and they're house painters. Europeans love the, smocks. But, so The Rock, an incredible, he had an incredible ability to somehow win the battle of, with the Wyatts. He dogged them. He won them on the mic. He won over the crowd, which, you know, I don't know how you beat The Rock on the mic. It's impossible. I mean, Although rock, I, did paper, see, scissor. I did see, I watched some clips where CM Punk does it. And CM Punk's prime. And that's amazing. But uh, somehow he also made Bray Wyatt look awesome. Yeah, he that put him over. That is awesome. He put him over, and it didn't just feel like he was putting him over for the crowd. It felt like he was It felt real, him right? It felt, it felt authentic. Like was, it felt like he was giving Bray Wyatt a legitimate pep talk. And saying, you're, you are great. Don't let this company tell you you're not. Because Bray Wyatt, I think, is one of the best wrestlers they got in ring. No, I mean, and no one is better than him on the mic. But they just, they, they thought they were going to make him Undertaker. The next face fear, they turn him into Kane. The next jobber to the stars. They, can't, they keep bringing him down. And I think Rock really said, look around you. Look at what you're doing to these people. They love you. You are great. You can do this. And I think that's, that, to me, is better than any match Bray could have been in. I'm glad he wasn't in a match. We were kind of pissed off. Like, why isn't Bray at WrestleMania? This was the best thing they could have done with him at WrestleMania. It felt like The Rock's kind way of saying what Vince McMahon said in terms of trying to go after the brass ring, but it was done in a much gentler way and in a way that put him over. I mean, it, you, we all sat there yeah, and the felt Rock, that Bray had a real special moment yeah. and that this could set him on a very particular path. Yeah, it felt I like think we're going to see a big showing from Bray Wyatt tonight. I think so. Well, we'll be there. I'll tell you what. The Rock, is, he's clearly a good father. I think you can tell he's just a good dad. Yeah, The Rock was great. Let's move on from The Rock. It's hard to. It's hard to. Extremely hard. Um, rock hard, if you will. Yeah. Um, great. So 
Yeah, and Cena came back too. Uh, not much I mean, that was cool. It was cool. I mean, uh, it it's was, not clear if he's really back, right? Yeah, it yeah, kind of yeah. just felt like he, also, he doesn't look in, in. He looks in amazing shape, but not amazing Cena shape. He was a little soft. But that's okay because he's been hurt. That's okay. Let's get to this Ambrose Lesnar match. Let's get it over with. Let's not. I mean, <laughs> we're gonna have to talk about it at some point. I'd rather not. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we didn't all love it, right? I was no. kind of. It was a real misfire. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty lackluster. Um. I, here's what I will say, and I think we could talk about this match pretty fast. Yeah. The booking of this, we were speaking on this podcast, is that the way to book this match was similar to the way that the Taker Shave match went down, which is have Ambrose take a lot of punishment, but look strong. Look like a guy. Lose and get over, basically. Yeah. Lose, do the Bret Hart 13, Sean like a uh, 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 Stone Cold, like bleeding from the face, passing out from a sharpshooter, but not tapping. This was, he took one F5, yes, onto chairs, but his promo was like, F5, isn't that supposed to hurt? Um, and Look, for me personally, this was my biggest disappointment of the night in terms of the expectations that I came in with. Yeah. I mean, we started by talking about the Triple H Reigns match, but I kind of had lukewarm expectations already. I think we all knew Reigns kind of needed to go over clean, and that's how it was going to go, and he's the guy who should be on the Today Show. But this match, I had real expectations for what could be possible here, I really thought that this was going to be a moment for Ambrose to really kind of capitalize on the fact that he's had a lot of momentum going into this moment. He could be one of the top faces in the company. He's been getting incredible reactions. But I do have to say, when his music hit, Dan, you sort of turned and said, wait till you see the pop that this guy is going to get tonight. And it really wasn't there, no. which was a big surprise to me. I think all of us. I was like, Not they're going to go, they're going to go nuts for Ambrose. I thought well, you hate this, Ambrose. I do. I'll get to that in a second. And he came. Uh, I, I just thought Le Lesnar came out. Uh, you know, I don't have much to say. Ambrose was not as over as I thought with the Texas crowd. I also thought that uh, the match had less suplexes than the SummerSlam Cena match. It and was they like, were counting them on the screen, making a big deal of it. And, and, like, and, it makes no sense and, in hindsight. And, and let me get even further from this, is that Lesnar said on the Stone Cold podcast, which I think that was that whole podcast was a misstep for Lesnar. Because he was just a lot of like, made him not look cool. They didn't have him. Well, let me ask you one important wait, question. Me... What kind of rims do you yeah. have on the truck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, he's just talking about what kind of truck him and Stone Cold. Like, look, Stone Cold's already over. That's the thing. Not over with the rest of the crowd. He's already done. He, I'm saying Lesnar was like, what's wrong with me just clocking in and clocking out? You know? And there's nothing wrong with it. Kayfabe. Being like, I just show up, do the job. The problem is, I'm starting to feel like Lesnar... <laughs> It's not like this job Right, at all. it hurts when you wrestle like a nine-minute match that totally underwhelms. And I know he did some good spots, and maybe I'm being a jerk, but, like, it's WrestleMania, and I, I wish he could get a little more excited about it. I agree. Look, here's the thing. Lesnar's not the problem with that match. I think you guys are finally coming around to what I've been saying the whole time, is that Dean Ambrose is not good enough. He's just not. He's a copy of a B copy. B-plus player? He's not even. He's, well, sure, B-plus. He's a copy of a copy of a copy. There's nothing fresh about this guy. He's taken the whole Attitude Era, balling it up into a Wolverine jacket, and then be like, look, I'm cool too because I'm being a little bad boy. He sucks. His in-ring ability sucks. His big contribution to wrestling is he bounces off ropes a little bit more than other people. I don't care. He's a bad wrestler. He's not exciting. The only reason he's over at all is because he's a little bit better than Roman Reigns, the other guy they're shoving down our throats. But the both of them, they are in the shadow of Seth Rollins. And let me tell you something about, about this Dean Ambrose thing. He did not do anything he needed to do in that match. He did not one thing. That match should have went down this way. Bray, uh, uh, Brock Lesnar. I'm going to punch you. You're going to miss. I'm going to punch you. I'm gonna, you're going to miss. I'm going to miss. No. Uh, Brock Lesnar should have demolished him for like 10 minutes straight. 
20 suplexes. And then he sh- and then Ambrose should have nutshot at him. And then he should have fought a little bit more. And then Brock Lesnar demolishes him again. And he should have had to kick out of 20 F5 or whatever. Just, he should have got, Five F5s. He should have been bloodied, battered, and keep asking for more. And they did nothing. They just made it. It wasn't even a real squash. It was now, just like maybe Ambrose quick, is a little hurt or something. Maybe there's an explanation. I know there for was it. one I thing. Think, I just don't think he's good enough. I don't think he knows enough that that's the match that needs it. You can't leave it up to Lesnar. Lesnar doesn't give a shit. He's he's yeah. here to be Lesnar. Ambrose feels like like his boy band broke up, which is like the Shield, and he's like the Joey Fatone or something. He, he is, like doesn't have his shit together. He's like getting a little bit out of shape. He's in worse shape than after it. He's like. He's well, like he took his dressing. shirt off. Huge misstep. He's I mean, those those abs, I did not need to see. My two biggest disappointments of the night, not seeing Shane's abs, not seeing Roman Reigns' abs. What I did see was lack of abs on Dean Ambrose. Yeah, that's yeah. a problem. The Rock was the only guy to just rip his shirt off, which I mean, we, we were asking for the whole night. Uh, Look, we're, Two we're, little shirts being ripped off. I need more shirts ripped off. heterosexual guys looking to see men's torsos. That's part of wrestling. Part of it is the physique. There was also one thing that Dean Ambrose could have definitely I turned done. The Rock during the uh, Arlen during the, the Rock thing and said that when I see the Rock, it makes me want to go to the gym right now. Right. Instead, we ate Taco Bell. Yeah. Well, However, yeah, 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 I think Dean true. Ambrose could have done one thing to really change the game. I have to credit uh, Dan Black for making this point regularly, but like, is he trying to be a serious wrestler in jeans? Like, drop the jeans, man. Wear a real wrestler's outfit if you want to be a wrestler. I have no tolerance for outfits that are not wrestling outfits. Now. I guess I've I've softened up to the Cena thing because he still looks like a wrestler. Like, right. all right, part of his gimmick, he's wearing sneakers and the and the shorts. That's that's where I that I go as far as there. Mm-hmm. I go as far mm-hmm. as that. If you want to be a serious contender, if you want to be like you know, a uh, um, uh, below mid card wrestler, right? You know, or or you're a lucha guy or whatever, which is the equivalent of a below mid card wrestler, right? Uh, that's fine. But if you want to be a serious contender. For Roman Reigns to think it's okay to show up in that bulletproof vest. Now, I don't know how much say he has in that. I imagine at this point, if he goes to Vince and says, I'm wearing undies, Vince is going to be like, WrestleMania. Like, I feel like the same we're guy. We're doing it at Mania. Vince probably is the type of guy who's like trying to manipulate it to get it that way, but he wants it to think, like, he wants Roman to think <laughs> it's his idea. They don't even sell the vest. He could still like, wear the arm things. That doesn't matter. Let me tell you who's telling Roman Reigns to wear that vest. The same guy that told Dean Ambrose to take his shirt off. Tremendous misstep. It's probably Rollins trying to keep them down. We had, had Jensen Carp on the podcast, you know, last week or whatever, and he also was like, "I can't even watch Ambrose because he said that uh, on his podcast he talks about like things that are that are up and coming." And one time he said, "Ambrose, he's like, you gotta sure. see this guy. Sure. He's up and coming. This guy's a great wrestler. Like, watch him. He's gonna pop." And he's so disappointed in him. I me too. When the Shield rolled out, I was like, "These guys are great. Ambrose is definitely the star. He's gonna be champ." We all thought he. Was I the said star. Roman Reigns. Keep your eye on that guy because he's so jacked and awesome looking. Like, he could be a real big player. And it's like, and Rollins, like, who's this pussy with the weird hair? Get him out of here. Then you saw some of his matches, and you're like, wait a second. This guy is amazing. Yeah. And these other two just fell off. I say that, but, I mean, they're probably the two top faces in the company. But to me, they fell off. The thing about Ambrose that's so disappointing about him is that it seemed like he finally fell. Like, I don't like Ambrose. And I don't like his, like, a crazy guy gimmick. It's just garbage for me. But this road to WrestleMania, they really found a stride with him. I think they put him on the right path to be like, I'm the next Mick Foley. I'm the guy you got to kill to keep me down. I'm going to keep coming for more. You're going to destroy me. I'm going to be covered in blood, but I'm still going to kick out. And he didn't do it. And then they blew it. Then on the grandest stage of them all, against the biggest destroyer of worlds, or the other one, I mean, Brock Lesnar, yeah, yeah. you had a chance to really solidify that and have a WrestleMania moment while still losing, and they didn't. Do it right. He fucked up, and yep. it sucks. It stops there. It picks up right here. Let's move on. 
We're going to go to the women's division. Now, not the divas division. Thank God. They, Lita, in the pre-show kickoff, debuted the women's championship title. The match was for the women's championship title. As rumored, it's a white belt that looks with the red trim. It looks amazing. Looks exactly like the WWE title belt. It is a strawberry shortcake of fun. That was one of the things that I kind of I kind of felt. I felt, I, I don't want to say emotional, but I was, I felt proud that last night, it took a while, but they treated the women's match and the women's title the same way they treated the championship title. It got the same amount of fireworks, the same amount of pyro, the same amount of setup, everything. And there's no reason it shouldn't be like that. Charlotte is going to the Today Show this morning with Roman Reigns. Like, that, there's no reason that they shouldn't treat the women the same way, especially when they're working now as hard as the guys. Now, the women's match, the women's title match, shit on the WWE World Heavyweight title match. Absolutely. That's huge. It's, it's, it's big. That's was- awesome. Mm-hmm. Is what it is. But I also think that, you know, that women's match, I think they tried to do a little too much. Like, they clearly wanted to have an amazing match. They had a lot of spots planned. We watched it back. I mean, I think they were running it too f- The pacing was off the match the was sloppy. They, you know, look, there they were a lot, a lot of box of spots. Yes. The match was sloppy. It felt a little bit, like, a little too planned, I would want to say. It felt like if, if some legends were going to give them some advice, it's like, guys, don't be as planned as your guts are telling you, like, Play fast and, and lose. Slow a it bit. down a little. Like let them savor the moment. Every every spot they felt like kind of rushed. Right. It was a little. But hey, I still think all in all it was a great match. The entrances were on, on point. point. So great. Chef's going to the entrances. I mean, you get Charlotte Flair coming out in this very nice female version of her father's trademark robe, and then she spreads the silver flaps like the Tin Man's vagina if it was a woman, and then fireworks are just. <laughs> Fl- flying behind her. It looks so iconic, and she's amazing. Sasha Banks comes out. Wait, can I ask you one question no! about Charlotte's? I have to ask you a question about Charlotte's Fine. entrance. Do you think that Flair coming out with her helps or hurts that moment for her? It helps. Dude, it, she's so at the beginning of her career. There's nothing wrong with... She's a Flair. Let's live in that for a little bit. I think it's awesome. It re- I mean, it's the same thing Shane came out with his kids. It's, a, it's the grandest stage of them all. Plus, Let's act like The it. fact that she's a woman, like she's a woman Flair... And now you have arguably the greatest wrestler of all time. Like, you know, or one of them. Look, yeah. Stone Cold says who's the best wrestler. Ric Flair. He's known as the best wrestler of all time to many people. You know, well, you know, and he's a better entertainer. But you said right. it yourself. Charlotte's a better wrestler than Ric Flair. Well, Charlotte's a better yeah, wrestler but, but, than 99% of the wrestlers. She is fantastic. She's amazing. But what I'm saying is that now you have a woman. The disciple right. of Ric Flair is a woman. And she's pushing the boundaries of wrestling. Not pushing the boundaries of female wrestling, right. but certainly doing that. And she's coming out in the robes. I could have used more boa action. I could yeah. use more feathers. But you know I what? Could- I think honestly, with Ric Flair, there's a lot of feathers, and it was fine. He's like, oh, there's Rick just being the flashiest guy in the biz. You put a boa on Charlotte, it might feel a little bit too derivative. We're doing girly stuff up here. I mean, you put a boa on a guy, it's manly as hell. You put a boa on a girl, it's too, it's too feminine. I love that she did what I said when I was coming out. I was like, I hope she does. The pyro halfway down the ramp, mm-hmm. and she did. And she did, and it was the same thing. And she spread. It's. It was. She the, looked like a goddess. Yeah, it was she, awesome. She looked like a goddess. The pyro was incredible. Her, her costume was amazing. She and looked the, like a wrestler. She looked like a wrestler should look. And she yeah. wrestled like a wrestler should wrestle. And she won like a champ. I mean, this felt right to have Charlotte Flair be the first women's champion, and being on the Today Show and have that have that WrestleMania moment 
with her father in there also, but have that WrestleMania moment. I love it. It was perfect. It was a perfect moment. Sasha Banks is an incredible opponent. She deserves to be in that ring with she her. She will be the next she champion. She will be the next champion. She is the crowd popped like crazy for Sasha. She is the favorite. She got one of the biggest pops of the night. Absolutely. She just works. I turned to you during that and said, this is a wrestler who works. Yeah. Because yeah. that was right after Becky Lynch, who does not work. Doesn't work uh, that much. But Becky Lynch is great. I want to talk about Sasha a little bit more. Sasha, the only thing that didn't work for me is her hair color clashed a little too much with the outfit. It was red pants with the kind of magenta hair. Didn't look that great. But her in-ring ability, A+. You know, there were some botch spots, of course, but she's an A-plus wrestler. She just looks cool. Wrestling is all about just looking but right. In, in that match, Charlotte showed that she is the champion. Yes, she Of is. those three women. She, she had that backflip. She's the, the right top person rope. to have that belt right now. Yeah, that, yeah. Top, that top rope backflip was perfect. I mean, she's perfect. She's, perfect. she's great. She's the, she's the champion that we need and the champion we deserve. And we got it, and that's great. And so, Snoop came out rapping for yeah, Snoop, Snoop was, came out in a paisley trim. It was an incredible robe. outfit. Neil Black, yeah, casual I mean, fan. I mean, you know what would be great if Charlotte can also be the men's champion because Roman Reigns can suck it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the casual fan. The casual fan with his casual catchphrase. The new catchphrase. Good. I, I'm going to move on for the women's match just to be, keep this going, but not sure. to give them less time for anything. Arlen, did you have any last points about I the women? I have one more knock on, superficial knock on the women's match. You know, it's going to be about Charlotte's lack of butt. Uh, cl- <laughs> closing knocks. With there, closing there was knocks. one thing absent from WrestleMania, Charlotte's butt. But <laughs> I think they're going overboard with the hair, not yeah. just the color. They have all these extensions I, I honestly think it's distracting from the match i'd love I to see them dial that back a little bit agree the color i have no problem with the color because that's a fun way to play with like the women's division it's sure like, you know but the extensions are starting to like get in the way and of they the keep match. falling out like every charlotte's half of her hair is on the mat every it's, she doesn't yeah. need it also, it's unnecessary i don't care becky yeah. lynch was rocking some feathers it looked yeah. like they just cleaned up a workshop floor yeah but Cindy Lauper. And also in wrestling, like, you know, in MMA, like, they, the women, like, braid their hairs down to their head. But the guys have hair as long as the women in wrestling. And, they, you know, it's frowned upon to bun it up. It is frowned right, upon. Not in ring. You're not bunning in ring. No, there's no here. scrunchie in ring. Hair is part of wrestling. Big part. Now, what they don't do. Actually, they don't we're soak not up. They don't They're not soak soaked. Up. They're not well, soaked. The wrestlers the soak up so their hair and soaking away. <laughs> The females need to start soaking up their I hair. I think that's the game changer. That's that's how you really bring the next Divas revolution. Step one, get rid of the obsessed. extensions. Women are obsessed with dry hair. There is a whole chain that a franchise, you know, called Dry Bar. <laughs> that is a, 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 a that is a success, a successful business that's just about getting your Female hair as dry as possible. I mean, guys, <laughs> the differences between men and women are wet hair and many, dry hair. The, I mean, I could do a tight ten right now on it, as can anybody. But the biggest difference is that in the wrestling world, it's a wet hair, dry hair battle. I see ladder match. I see ladder match. Arguably the best match of the night. A lot of people. The text I was getting from home was that that was the match of the night. Ah. Uh, Zack Ryder had his WrestleMania the Long moment. Island the Broski. Long Island Broski. Woo woo woo. None of us saw that coming because we did predictions beforehand. Halfway through the match, I did switch my prediction to Zack Ryder as a bit, as a complete joke. You're like, yeah, Zack Ryder's going to win. I'm changing my pick. Guess what? You were right. Zack Ryder won. I thought it was cool. The crowd was very into it. It opened up mania. Yeah, well, because I think Zack Ryder's a guy who Works never hard. really worked. Like, he was always, he's getting through many iterations. He was one of the edgeheads with, you know, Ryder and Hawkins. Then he, uh, you know... Didn't really pop in WWE. He had his moment with the with the Long Island Broski gimmick that had of a pop. He had some web shows that had a pop, but then he fizzled out. 
Then he had to go back to NXT. He was like the second chair to Mojo Rollins this He's past still year. There. The hype bros. But he is. But the thing is, he works so hard, and the people who watch everything. Like the network and stuff, they know this guy. See, there's an interesting element here because I was watching Breaking Ground. I don't know how many people out there are watching Breaking Ground. It's a good show. I recommend it. And Zack Ryder was featured quite a bit on the show, kind of showing what a hardworking guy he is, how much he wants to get over, him trying things with the hype bros. And it really made me feel a lot more sympathetic to him. And it really made me cheer for him last night. Like I felt for Zack Ryder, not necessarily because of what I've seen him do in the ring or because of his career but really because I saw him on Breaking Ground and I got that sort of peek behind the curtain. And I think this is a kind of interesting dynamic that they can play with over time. Yeah, it's sort of like the Dane Cook MySpace situation where like he's just connecting with the fans. I mean, we looked at his Twitter following. It was, it was almost, what, 2 million or he something? He had 2 million followers on a, Twitter. That is a disproportionate amount of followers for the, for the star level that he is. But, you know, he's working it. The people are loving him. I, I think it's great. Like I did not for a minute think that a match with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Dolph Ziggler, that Ryder was going to come out winning that thing. I did not see that coming at all, but I accept it. I think it's great. Because I think it, everyone accepted it. Like, people were really cheering. And the, yeah. yeah, people felt it. Well, this is a point I make on the podcast all the time, is that WWE has this air of, like, that you got to make your own way, and, like, you have to, and that, and that like, you, sorry, you'd be the champ if, like, you could get it done. Right. But, like, sometimes they need to give you the push. They need to give it to you, and then we have to say, oh, that makes sense. Like, Kevin Owens was done proper. He easily could have showed up to rest to the main card and been like a middling Neville-ish guy, right? He could have been like right. Neville's path, and it would have been like, oh, well, maybe he's not that good. You would have been like, maybe he's not as good. It takes them to make him win. It takes them to win big matches. It takes them to give them the matches where they could shine, where it's worth putting their body on the line because it's like a pay-per-view spot. You know, they got to travel a lot. You can't wrestle every match a thousand percent. So that's what I'm saying. So Ryder, when he won, my brain immediately clicked and said, yeah, that makes sense. Then they right after showed this awesome Snickers commercial with Zack Ryder. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that was later. First, right after they did something way better. I mean, so much emotion. His, dad, about, came yeah, in his the ring. dad came in the ring. You're like, who's this jacked old man in a Superman t-shirt? Yeah. Probably Ryder's dad, right? Yep, it is. He's awesome. They're hugging. He's crying. He does a post-fight interview where he says after uh, he loved watching WrestleMania uh, 10 with Razor Ramon and, and, uh, and Shawn Michaels' ladder yeah. match for the IC belt. And he got to hold Razor Ramon's IC title. And he's like, Scott Hall's here tonight. I'm going to go backstage. I'm going to have him hold my title and take a picture just like I took a skate. That's amazing. I, 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 it was weird that they didn't coordinate that beforehand. It's weird that he didn't come out. He should have come out. Yeah. It's a great picture, but I, though. But I'd like to know yeah. how soon Ryder knew he was winning that because I would not be surprised if it was half hour before they, sometimes they pull moves like that i just want to make a quick point you said that wwe has to give these guys the shot sometimes yeah of course sometimes they have to give them the shot but also a lot of times these guys gotta gotta get to that level they gotta show that they'll do something with that shot because yeah, like, roman reigns is proof of that right they're giving a guy a shot who didn't i mean maybe he showed I'm them a little bit a healthy left. it's a healthy balance it's a healthy balance maybe it's an unhealthy balance where they maybe keep some guys down they shouldn't but they also give guys the thing they deserve. And the thing is, Ryder showed that he deserved it, and he's going to do it. He's going to do it right, and so they let him do it. Yeah. You gotta, this is the one thing I like about wrestling. Here's the point I, I was searching for. This is what it is. It is better than real sports, where the competition is real. Because, of course. Because. Only Arlen watches real sports. Get out of here. I have no that. time for that shit. Precis- I can't even make real sports references with you guys. You don't get them. I don't want to get them. I'm glad I don't. It's a point of pride for me. But the thing that separates wrestling from real sports is that if the crowd loves you, if you've done enough to prove that you are... Who, what the people want, and they love you, that you cannot ignore that. It you, is the Coliseum of the Immortals, as 
Stephanie called it Stephanie of the Veil said herself. Stephanie of the Veil. She Stephanie Vess. She said. Stephanie of the Dark Realms. It is the Coliseum of the Immortals, and that's exactly right. If you get the people on your side, if you are the thing that people need and they want and they are cheering for and they're demanding because you are so good, you are so undeniably talented and amazing, they will give you that shot. That is why people love Daniel Bryan, because he was undeniably the guy who they had to give WrestleMania. And that's where getting to real sports, getting to, because we're coming off WrestleMania and we're talking about how they wish they could get there. We're talking about, you know, actual competitive sports. For me, I'm so much more impressed when a wrestler gets over than an athlete who has, like, natural talent and ability. Now, I know, like, you see a John Jones, he could be the champion of UFC, but he's a piece of garbage. His charisma is horrible, and he's a bad person. And, and Floyd Mayweather is, a, like, a, a well, a one of the is a bad example. but uh, One but, of the worst guys on the planet. He's a though. terrible guy. Terrible he's people. annoying. It doesn't matter. You're good at the sport, so you're good. People will cheer from you. Like, wrestling... Your character, The Rock's character, right. his person. The measure of a man. The measure of a man and the measure of a superstar is fickle in a way where it's like it depends on you as a person, your ability, everything. It's more crowned. It's multifaceted. It, you it need to be good at a lot of every, things. And that's everything. You have to have the athletic ability. When and people knock pro wrestling, it is crazy it, that, you are, that you are so fucking blinded that you can't turn on this product and see that like, wow. This is next level storytelling combined with athleticism, combined with Colosseum, Greek Colosseum. Oh, what did I say? Greek. What, oh, sorry. Roman. Sorry. Ro- oh, I just didn't want to say Roman because it's, it's, it's a yeah. bad word. Before you slip. I had to revision his. To, to combine all of those elements into one, into one event and at the helm of it. You have a royalty. You have a royal family that runs this whole thing. Better, Hands on. They're first in battlefield. Stannis Baratheon-esque. That is like, on the horse, leading the charge, where you can't even question them. It is a dynasty that I'm happy to live in this era and die in this era to witness. They To be the best wrestler, you have to be the best. You have to be the smartest, the funniest, the most charismatic, the best athlete. The best storyteller. You have to have everything. And then to be the family that runs it, you have to have all those things, too, and business sense. Do you think David Stern is jumping off any cages? David Stern couldn't dunk on a kid's Fisher-Price hoop. Okay? Just for the record, David Stern is not the NBA current, commissioner. NBA. Well, last time I checked, it was David Stern. The current NBA commissioner, David Stern. David Stern Jr. Now, can suck my dick. Now, let's just bring it back to Zack Ryder, because I'm glad we spent 20 minutes celebrating what happened last night, but do either of you think that he retains that belt after I tonight? Drop it. It's debatable. <laughs> Easily drops it. I hope he drops it like right away. But I'd say that I see ladder match. Uh, seeing Car had some cool spots. Whatever. We just don't have time to go into it. It was good. It was great. It was the probably st- the best uh, match of the, the night. The stars of those match are Kevin Owens. Zane feud is just popping. It's ready to go. That thing is that thing uh, is hot. I predicted Zane would win that match. Zane gave him a uh, Taz mission, a German suplex, uh, a Tazplex, right mm-hmm. onto uh, ladder, and I was like, wow, Kevin Owens is probably hurt from that. You know, and well, he, it looked very, very precarious because the way he landed it seemed like his head went in between two rungs. But you see about how easy it is to fuck that up. Well, that's another thing about wrestling is that these guys are also putting their lives on the line in it a way is. that other athletes don't have to. Yeah, it is for real the most heroic, brave, dangerous thing you could do with yourself for the entertainment, for the sheer joy of your fellow man. These people are heroes. Okay, now the next. I'm sorry. Thing- I say what? Well, I'm so so sorry. Yes, yeah. The Rock is the greatest human being of all time. He is better at everything than anyone. You're, you're right. We didn't make that no, point no, no, yet. No. We haven't made that here's point. Keep going. One day, I swear. I let me go on record on the Comedians of Wrestling podcast WrestleMania special. The Rock 
will be president of the United States of America one day. <laughs> I, I, I know this to or be true. Or at least the president of something. Absolutely. He will, it's either going to be America or whatever becomes the bigger thing than America. Whichever be, country needs him, he will go there. See, would, he would be the the, ambassador, the, uh, the prime minister of China. He might No, if China's the world superpower in 50 years, he'll be the head of China. If it becomes some sort of North America conglomerate country, he will be the president of that. He is ready to rule us. Okay, he is better here's than a real song. question. Here's a real question. Mike's up. Mike on your chin if you need it. And I need Butchie to weigh in here, too. If we ever, God forbid, have a on-our-soil full-out war, yeah. is The Rock fighting? The President <laughs> Rock will be frontline general commanding the armies from a horse. The thing is, though, he would have to fly into the front lines and then fly back out to shoot a movie. So here's the deal. Oh, he still does. He still has a lucrative He's got to do Baywatch 2 during time. the war. And this man can pull it off. He'll do it maybe like Baywatch 4 or 5 at the time. Baywatch Nights Plus. But he will also be in the war. I couldn't do without ballers, I, though. I, yeah, I tell you what. If a, if a full-on war happens, a crazy war, we all need to unite. And we all are happy we kept our Second Amendment rights. And it's time to bear arms and, and get dirty. The pro wrestlers will be at the forefront of combat. Brock Lesnar will be on a horse, on the biggest horse swinging the biggest axe. Brock Lesnar would be out there so happy. He might even give a German. They will be warrior poets, leader kings, and we will follow them and look, proudly. What is Stephen Curry going to do? Like, shoot three-pointers? Oh, yeah, what's he going to do? Like, lob a little grenade, have a perfect precision, throw a little I'm fucking I'm proud hoop. of you that you know who Steph Curry is. I know him from college. I only watch co- I only watch college basketball because it's a little wackier. It's closer to wrestling. Do you know when the NBA. Do you know when the March Madness championship is? It was like two days ago, right? It's tonight, and, uh, it's, oh, but yeah. it's April. <laughs> See, that's the problem with real sports. Who don't don't bring that shit up. Why would they none, cross none of us book it with mania? Right? All right, guys, everybody, I'm corralling us in. Here's all the right. deal: we're gonna we're gonna blow through the rest of these because we hit all the main stuff, and I want I, and I want to clock in the placards a little bit. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, um, we do need to talk about Baron Corbin as well. So Battle Royale, Baron Corbin yeah, yeah. win, Shaq was in it, whatever. Tatanka was Good there. Baron Corbin. We went to NXT Friday, which we haven't even hit yet. Um, Baron Corbin lost, which I thought was a little uh, precarious. I thought that was well, odd. You're talking about NXT. Oh, and NXT. He won and it, then though, he came and Royale. won that Battle Royale. Good for him. I like Baron Corbin. Not a good wrestler, but <laughs> not, not a great wrestler. I like his finisher, but it's time for him to come up. He's not going to develop anymore in NXT. Well, we were talking about wet hair, dry hair before. There's nobody that is getting a bigger disservice done to them for having wet hair than Baron he Corbin. He has the most heel haircut of all time. I'm surprised that he... He I'm, has the hair of a, of a villain in a superhero movie post-transformation. Like, like He sucked in that like Green Goblin gas, right. and then like he made his hair like fall out a little bit. Like He has a, he has like a post-mutated villain look. It looks what? like someone just gave birth to a 45-year-old man. Why does the McMahon family not have a transplant guy on the roster? That's the biggest mystery, because I don't they got understand. the money for it. Bray I, would benefit from this as feel, well. Yeah, I, I Bray's agree. hair works for me somehow. Well, he's wearing a hat. Well, but, it's, but he has a personality. Like, he's like a backwoods true detective type situation. Like, he should be a guy who looks like that. Baron Corbin's supposed to be like a badass. He should have some real thick hair. So how do you feel about him winning that Battle Royale, though? I mean, that Battle Royale means absolute dick squat. So no, I don't but care. I think this is a great use of it. If you use it to create a new star, give some pop to right, someone Right, it does younger. help build him. Yeah, it helped, you know, arguably it helped build Cesaro. Like, Big Show winning it is a fucking waste. Well, it's like, a nod. I mean, it's the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, so sh- let's give it to the Big Show. You gotta have Big Show. Look, have I know you guys one. hate Big Show. Look, people don't like him now, but that guy is the greatest and big also, man. Big Show won wrestle. when it was pre-show. Right, right. You know, so... But I'm, uh, saying, uh, Rick, I'm just saying, Ric Flair said that in ring, the, the greatest big man he ever shared a ring with was Big Show. For a guy that size, 
the talent that he had in his prime literally is unheard of. And he's yeah. won no disrespect all to Big the Show. ECW belt, WCW belt, WMF belt. He was the first guy to it's do it. It's just I agree with Dan's point. Baron yeah. Corbin winning this kind of event is a much better use of a champion. His in that body moment. is disgusting. His tattoos are horrible. His shit looks weak. His hair's a, a joke. He's a bad wrestler, and I don't like him. He's not a face. Well, I feel, I'm glad. Ladies and gentlemen, you guys should see Jason Shabiro. You should see what this guy looks like. The, the heel like of the podcast. Come true. The heel of I'm the a podcast. heel because I don't like a heel. Sounds CM like just, Skunk. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, great. Baron Corbin, uh, good, good for him. Let's see what he does. You know what I mean? He works I'll give hard. him a shot. Look, uh, all the right, ball's in his court now. New Day, New Day, League of Nations. I mean, the match, you know, they came out of the bootios. It was exciting. They came out in some, uh, I mean, Super Saiyan They gear. came out in Saiyan armor with uh, Xavier Woods' full teased-up Goku hair. It was amazing. They were great. They lost the match. There's not much to say about New Day. They were as good as they've been. They're good, right. and they're, they're still good. They're fun. They don't have a, they're, they're not giving them a real They're clearly moving. They're not giving them a real push. That's they're moving hard. a tremendous they, amount of merch, they though. They don't need a real push. They are the most over they'll ever be. They're they the have, they had the belts. Like, what more can you do with these they're guys? They're the new age outlaws. The only way to go from here is to break them up and see if they go singles. I mean, but the thing is, those other two guys, they need Xavier Woods. He is the mastermind, the architect of the New Day, yeah. and we all love him. We're talking about the biggest pops of the night. They I were think- up there. As far as real wrestlers that not, aren't The Rock, aren't Stone Cold, aren't Taker's entrance, they had the next biggest pop. I feel Xavier like- Woods has a lot of potential. He is unlimited. And he's not in the ring, though. Outside the ring. No, he's not bad. I mean, he's okay. He's a PhD. Well, that's why you put a guy like Kofi with him. He could do uh, infinite. I mean, that's what's so interesting about those guys because separately, I'm kind of, I was lukewarm on that. You know, I mean, mean, they all had their moments. Kofi did some things, whatever. But like together, they've really taken something that was not much and made it into something really special. And I made the point before, but the amount of people of all ages wearing New Day merch. Wearing unicorn horns, wearing the t-shirt, carrying boxes of bootios. I mean, it's really impressive what they've been able to do. It's huge. But They're it's way over. We don't need to talk about it anymore. All right, no, uh, yeah, no. They, they are what they, they are. They're, They're cool. selling merch. They're cool. They're working. Jericho, AJ, quick. I mean, look, Jericho goes over. A lot of people upset about Jericho going over. Here's how I feel. If Jericho loses every single big match and he just becomes a jobber to put to the star, like he becomes right. a guy to put to... Then Jericho doesn't work in any capacity. Sure. He needs, you know, I, I like that Jericho always can win. Because it felt like, oh, way to put oh, AJ over. And like, you know what? Jericho winning was like, that surprised me. And it's like, why not? I think a prerequisite think to winning be fine. should be having pecs, though. I'm really disappointed with I don't know what's going on with Jericho. Why doesn't he get the implant that The Rock got? It the looks Rock phenomenal. The Rock did not get implants. The Rock got a lipo situation those muscles are real and he got the reverse he got a little bit he had a weird sort of peck shape in his early days had a, a little kind if of a they still have that shape. fatty material yeah, around fat, they could it, give it, it to jericho I'll tell you what, being a football player you get fat deposits in your pecs like right that's a, you know if you're eating a lot of food and you're also juicing like he probably was doing that you get fat deposits you get titty. bitch tits and then that you can't you know if you work out you can't lose that so fat. should jericho play football no he needs no, to he needs never to. touch a football the thing about the no, Jericho he needs match- to put on a full uh, MVP uh, gold dust or a singlet. <laughs> Let's get this guy in a singlet. I don't want to look at those backs. Jericho just keeps getting stockier and more barrel-like and less entertaining as a wrestler as time goes on. Uh, even the promo stuff out of him this, on this on this feud was not his best stuff. I mean, uh, it's a little lackluster for me, but I respect him as a legend. I think he's good enough. I think the feud with AJ is probably good for both of them. And just like Dan, I'm not mad that he lo- that he beat AJ because you can't have him lose all the time. That doesn't work. And to be honest, I think they're just going to continue this feud. I just think they don't know what to do with either of those guys. And yeah. It well, works enough. So I, that, that'll be interesting. That, so, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Like, I actually got to tell you something. I'm going to go uh, off popular opinion. I like the way Jericho looks because it looks so bad. And I think he's, I think he's, I think he's 
What is that? I think he's a heel. Like he's a he's yeah, a, he's a heel. He's a heel. He works as a heel. He's a bad I mean, guy, and he looks like a bad guy. He's wearing those little scarf. Scarf collection like, is I mean, offensive. I'm gonna say this. That I, I, I like it. Like, am I not? Am I a huge fan of of Jericho right now? No, but I'm saying like. I kind of like like out of We've shape. We've already dedicated too much time to Jericho though. Yeah. AJ Styles. So let's get to AJ. Come so, on, so cool. So the last thing you talk about is we went to NXT on Friday night. Now, mm-hmm. how does that talk? The reason I'm bringing up NXT. Let's tie this discussion into Raw tonight. What we got to talk about debuts. We had a Bailey loss mm-hmm. on Friday. Very interesting. She lost the belt to Asuka. Asuka. and um, you know. That makes me think Bailey's showing Definitely up. Definitely opens the door. She seems very ready. She's ready. I don't know how long that type of gimmick is going to last in the big leagues. Just being like a positive chick. Well, I think but what's she's odd great. is this: is I think that you have they're going to set up who's going to be the number one contender for the woman's belt. You know, because no one's due for a rematch mm-hmm. because she retained. Mm-hmm. Just a quick question: so wait, Where's Paige? She was there. She was in the six. We we showed up as that right, match right, okay, was happening. Okay, okay. She was in that six man match or, or eight man, whatever that was. I'm saying is that they're going to set that up. I think what's going to happen, Sasha's going to come out, be like, you cheated. Flair held my leg. Yep. I deserve a title shot. Bailey's music hits. Bailey comes out. You know, there ain't no stopping me now. That'll be a huge uh, pop. She's gonna, the pop's going to be... Slap bracelets flying around. I think the pop's not going to be huge. The pop's going to be <laughs> middle. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to pop. I'm no, going to pop like crazy. Yeah, you're going to pop. <laughs> you're going to finish. I'm a hugger. I get it. Uh I think that's it. She's going to be like, all right, wrestle me. And I think they're going to take Becky Lynch out of the equation for yeah, a little bit. They could bit. cool her down a little bit. I think she probably wrestle Lana or something or Ava yeah, Marie yeah. or whatever. Sure, sure. But, um, or whatever. They need time to get all that crap out of her that's hair. That's it. And I think they're going to set that up. And then I think de-feather her a little yeah, bit. It's going to take a couple weeks. Because they have that option or they have the option of just go straight up, set up Sasha, Charlotte. But I think they're saving that for SummerSlam. Agreed. Right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's why they're bringing in Becky, uh, bringing Bailey. Then you can kind of, you know, smiles up the 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 work, gum up the works there for that. You can clock in the placards. Clock in the placards. It's also bit. a great foil for Charlotte. Like Charlotte's doing a great job as a heel. Bailey is yeah. as face as face gets, and okay. I think it's just a good juxtaposition there. So we saw Barry Corbin lose, and then he debuted already at Mania. So we'll see him with the belt, uh, with the uh, the trophy tonight. Get a bandana on his. Let's head. talk about Samoa Joe Finn Balor match. So Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, a lot of the specking was that whoever loses that match is showing up on Raw. The loser of that match being Samoa Joe. Finn Balor retained. Now, also, if we have this interesting, if the Bullet Club is at all a factor in what's happening tonight, which is what people are hoping for, the Balor Club, him winning is cool because he still has the belt. And then they had AJ lose also. But then it won't matter. That'll be a non-factor. They all show up. They said, some people said they're in Dallas, the other two. Yeah, Machine so, Gun Anderson I believe it's is confirmed in the that they are here. They're yeah. here. They've been known. I mean, word of the street is they've been signed by WWE. And are they coming up? Are they staying in NXT and being a stable there? Who knows? Um, but Listen, yeah. I'm proud to say we all had Bullet Club gear before we knew what they were I mean, at all. Jason right. showed up. Shebs here showed up to Mania with the handkerchief. Last year, I was wearing a Bullet Club shirt to Raw. This year... I'm wearing a Bullet Club shirt to Raw because I think they might debut. That makes two of us. Yeah. Hell yeah, baby. Uh, it's real. But the thing about this that you have to understand is that between AJ Styles, Finn Balor, Machine Gun Anderson, I mean, there's people in here that could be a, have a real impact. And whether they do it in NXT or do it in Raw, who knows? I do think Finn's going to show up to Raw. It could go a couple ways. Maybe Jericho pummels AJ or something and then they come out to save him. Who knows? Maybe Finn just shows up with the belt. 
I don't know. I but I'm definitely excited about it. Yeah, and uh, I hope I'm hoping we see a Samoa Joe debut. I think he's just too good to not be on the main roster. He's too veteran. He really impressed me on Friday night. I mean, he was bleeding a lot, so people that match kind of got cooled down by the blood stoppage. Right. It definitely uh, threw off the pacing and changed the dynamic a little bit. I'm disappointed that that happened. I had very high expectations for that match, and I think it just... And there was a lot of PG sucks chance, which made me think, does it, is it, if it's on the network and it's NXT, does a PG even factor in, or is it just they clean up blood when well, people maybe, wrestle? Well, but I don't know, because... If it's his, over their eye, you can't see. Histor- yeah, but look, historically, in the heyday of the Attitude Era, people were bleeding their whole faces with just a crimson mask. You couldn't see anything. Yeah. You know, uh, so I think it does have something to do with the product. Not because it's on TV or not, network or not. I think the product now is a PG product. Yeah. So I think that is why they clean up the blood. It's not MMA where it's like the doctor needs to make sure the guys can see, especially considering we've seen blood from a stone t-shirt. I mean, sometimes your face gets covered in blood in the 90s. So I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. So, well, I don't know. Well, that, the Finn, so the Finn Samoa Joe match I thought was, you know, people love the NXT event. They went nuts for it on social media. Right. I felt like we were a little, uh, would it be fair to say we were slightly disappointed by it? Mm-y. Well, all right, here's what It was definitely a great it show. It was a great it show. It was a great show. We were there. I don't think it was we were there. as good as last year's NXT pre-mania. Uh, it definitively was not as good as last year's event. I think that the Finn Samoa Joe match was good. It w- was a little bit um, hindered by the start, the stopping to wipe off the blood from Samoa Joe. That messed up the pacing a little bit. But I think it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I love Finn Balor. I thought it was good. Smug Finn was wearing the blue did not look good. I, did, I, know, I could not get past the blue. But I, thought the, match, I thought the match was good. His armbands look horrible. I thought the match was good. Costumes aside. And I thought that the, the American Alpha match was epic. The best match of so that's the whole deal. weekend. That but, was arguably the best match that we've seen. But we haven't watched Raw yet. But I think NXT overall was a little underwhelming. And I don't understand the online buzz about how it was better than Mania. I have a feeling that's because of it's a bunch of people that I would hate to meet in person, wrestling nerds, Smarky. With, who are out of touch with reality. They wanted the event out, to be good. No, right? not just the event. You know specifically what I'm talking about. They're marking out over Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura, Nakamura, the biggest disappointment I've seen in my life. Ech. They call him the king of strong style. Arlen Marmel calls him something else. The queen of soft style, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nobody so, was softer than this guy. So, and I have one huge gripe. This is about. This is going to tank the listenership of my podcast. But you, you know don't what? want you don't want listeners who are going to mark out for a guy who can't deliver in the ring and just does that Japanese thing of being like vaguely effeminate and weird and creepy, and that makes you cool. I'm going to channel my inner Jason Shabiro here and go heal for a minute. Please okay? do. There were a bunch of complete morons that bought a King of Soft, a King of, excuse me, King of Strong Style t-shirt, wearing it before the match started, before anyone's seen this guy debut. And I do not believe that all of those people are watching big time Shinsuke Nakamura matches, you know, Wrestle Kingdom 2, whatever it was. But they're wearing the t-shirt. You see this guy, he basically comes out in a wet garbage bag. <laughs> it was so offensive. I just, I hated his outfit. I thought it was real. We were all excited to see him. You know, it might have played differently on TV, but in person, I just, I didn't yeah, enjoy anymore, it at I looked all. like he was like, hey, can you get me pants that don't fit? If, and, and then, in, in and then soak them and then just wet them <laughs> and, and I'll put and, them on. Yeah, get like a weird, cheap looking fabric, uh, like, you know, S.A. Rios-esque fabric. Yeah, it was like reject pants from the Attitude Belt Era. looked bad. He's not in good shape in, in, in any way. Well, That's another thing that re- that wrestlers, do- that uh, that Smarky fans don't care about at all. They, not that they don't, they, they do care. They, don't, they do care. They, uh, they, they prefer if you're out of shape. And Japan is known for, to me, the best in Japan are like B plus here at best. Japanese wrestlers just aren't that cool, man. They're not good in ring. It's a lot of 
nothing. I mean, it was all punch kick with this guy. Their bodies are atrocious. We, I mean, they don't juice enough over there, I think is what's going on, because they look like shit. Juicing like steroids or... Uh, or juicing uh, like ginger. Yeah, they're way too healthy to be juicing. I mean, this guy was doing yoga before the match to warm up. He was doing yoga during the match. Casual oh, fan Also, take. I forgot to say, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, you can suck it. That's right, casual fan. Catch black. Casual fan catchphrase. Yeah, I mean, he was underwhelming to me. I was very excited for him, but Sami Zayn was by like far and away a better, a way better wrestler and carried more of that match. There were a few Shinsuke spots to our to our credit. To 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 be fair, we were pretty uncomfortable during that NXT. We were the arena. We were well, sitting in seats. Whatever that were, you said about AT and T and the experience we had at WrestleMania, the exact opposite of the Kay Bailey Hutchison arena. Closer, we had way closer. We were seats. floor. We had floor seats. You that, didn't need tickets to get into the arena. <laughs> I literally watched two people walk backstage. There's a security guard guarding the door to get backstage where the wrestlers are. These two guys just walk by, peek in. The security guard looks at them, and they just walk backstage. Yeah, this event was fast and loose. Embarrassing. It was a little bit of embarrassment, especially we paid hundreds of dollars for these tickets, and we snuck Dan's brother in with a ticket. He didn't even have a ticket in that section. We scalped the ticket. Not only did we we sneak him in. I didn't even sneak him in. The woman checked our tickets. I just held mine next to his. She looked at both of them. His wasn't even for that section. He was like the the last row. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you guys are good. Complete idiots working at the K. Yeah, Bailey Hutchinson yeah. Center. The NXT event was so I, I, our experience was a little uncomfortable. We were jammed in. I think but, everyone's experience was uncomfortable. But that in doesn't there. take away the fact of the match is that I was that Shinsuke Nakamura. Forget the pants. Forget his soft style. He did not deliver in the ring. He was not captivating. He was not interesting. He did nothing that impressed me. Sami Zayn is probably the most impressive wrestler to watch. He is the one of the best to do it. He's a star. And even with him doing everything he could in that match, it wasn't that good. And just as a sidestep, Sami Zayn wrestled at NXT, then at Mania. That guy is firing on all cylinders. He is one of the best in the company right now, and he still didn't make that match good for me. What and I you, think it's Nakamura's fault. I, I, I totally agree. I know it's like it's gonna, it's, everyone loves this guy. He is not that good. Everyone is wrong. Everyone is wrong. Everyone's wrong. And look, he can impress me. I've been wrong before, but I watched his King of Ten match against uh, AJ. AJ, and I was also like, why is everyone crazy about this guy? And everyone was like, you got to see this guy. And I was like, I did not feel it. I, yeah, did I was not like, feel it. I was like, yeah, saw him. I did check that box. Now what do I do? Nah. I was like, AJ looked great in that match. However, like, Samoa, whatever you call Samoa Joe is wrestling, that's the kind of wrestling I'm a fan of. That's that, Samoan style. It's called real. Okay, it's it awesome. feels like it lands. There's like, impact. He's a believable, imposing guy. His music's intimidating. He's intimidating. He looks like a guy who wrestles. Like Samoa Joe has it. I look at Shinsuke Nakamura and I'm like, eh, I could probably win. This yeah. guy's nothing. He's got a Skrillex haircut and Missy Elliott garbage pail pants. It's nonsense. All right, NXT MVP for me, Gable. That's the guy to watch. That is the guy for me. That he guy, brought the thunder. Shebs showed me a video I hadn't. Well, I did see, but, uh, you know, it was wrestling on, you know, I got to, you can't just be focused on wrestling. You know, it's on the back. He did that rolling somersault into a German suplex. Into a high angle German. I mean, it was from one of the NXT uh, weekly shows, maybe two or three weeks ago. And yeah, it's exactly, it's a, it's a rolling, it's a backwards rolling high angle German suplex into a bridge pin. It was. One of the coolest moves I've seen in years. And American Alpha, they set the pace for Mania Weekend. They opened, it was the first match. Well, I guess we had the Drifter. Well, it was the first, I think it was the first match on the actual first, card, like main televised or pay-per-view match. card. 
And Apollo Crews set. also underwhelmed. Just a yeah. quick aside there. I mean, I mean he's good. He, he's, he's, he's good, but he's he's he didn't. He, didn't so he needs I, more I feel, time. He's young. Whereas American Alpha, like, are ready. Their time is and now. Like, Those Shinsuke guys is a, stole is a, the show. He's a veteran. Like Shinsuke, like he's supposed to come in and be like there, and he's not there. For he me. is complete. Any chance Alpha shit. debuts tonight? They just won the NXT tag belts. I think they're gonna like roll those. No. For yeah, a little but they're bit. so no ready. Chance. I mean, I would love to see them. On I the guarantee main those guys will be in the main roster. We might pretty see soon. Dash and Dawson on. Honestly, we might. Yeah, they brought Ascension up last. Or, or right, yeah. you're I already mean, looking at one of them here. They brought up Lucha Dragons, but and right, Neville. Right, those right, were right. the two. They were the debuts last year. All right, so cool. NXT. Look, I think we had kind of a hot take on NXT. Uh, but can those, I shoot on Japan still... real quick? Can I just shoot on Japan one more time? I think you should. Between Asuka. And Nakamura, there's something going on with what Japan perceives as a star, where it's like you're like a creepy, vaguely sexual, like a kid who's like, look at me. It's like, does that not creep you out what they're doing, their movements and their finger licking and their tongue flipping? Sailor Moon, Japanese. Probably, but they're not doing, they're not. I'm getting close to, I'm I'm getting close to racist, so I'm going to back off. But 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 I'm saying like, there's something about what they're doing that does not work for me. But it's some sort of like, it's like a creepy nod to that sexuality exists it's like look how i'm like skulking around and flicking my tongue it's like they're so repressed over there that even the vague mention of something darkly sexual is like the coolest thing they've ever seen so their big stars are that shit where to us it just looks like a bunch of fucking kids wearing you know nonsense clothes pretending they're but, adults and, and also i can't name a spot they did that i liked yeah i'm like, just not I, into I, even people. when oscar won i was like oh it's over yeah, it's yeah, nonsense. like and like Nakamura had one move where it was kind of cool. He like rolled into some kind of submission. I got I got to watch the playback back from our angle. I couldn't really see it that good, uh, but I don't know. I you know I think that that was it. I think the you know and look, let's get into Finn really quick. Sure, is he gonna debut? I'm not the biggest Finn guy, but you guys are big love Finn him. guys. I love Finn. I mean, I think he's got the right look. I think he's got the right backstory. I think he's a guy who can carry the strap. He has all of the intangibles, and I think he's done an incredible job. He's paid his dues throughout the course of his career. He's paid his dues in NXT. I think he's done the right thing by that brand. He's kind of held it afloat while they've basically looted the roster, and they sort of put it on his back. I think there's a lot to like about Finn. I think he's probably a guy who can maybe cross the boundaries of being, you know, sort of for the kids and the kind of Mark Smart type of fan. I mean, because he really, he can wrestle. He can also move product with the whole demon gimmick. I, I think there's a lot to like about Finn, and I'm excited to see him on the main roster. Yeah, it'll be, you know, I'm excited to see him also. I recognize he's good. He, something doesn't do it for me like a Kevin Owens or a Sami Zayn. Those guys are just, like, to me, stars. Finn is a star. He's my, he has a lot, a lot, he's very frosting. Like, he's a lot of, like, all the frosting. And then the substance, I have not felt it. I have not felt him in a captivating feud. NXT. The feuds are not as captivating. They don't even put as much emphasis in it. I don't. Th- it. I, don't I don't think know. I, something I, I, that I think I is, could be. I don't know. We'll look, see. I'm a Finn fan, but something that I think is still missing a little bit is I haven't seen him cut a promo yet that I remember. And I think all the other guys you mentioned that you really like have had those moments where they sort of it imprinted in your brain. You were like, man, that guy's a wrestler. That guy's a star. And Finn just hasn't gotten there yet. But I think he can. I have high hopes for him. We'll but see. The last I'll, thing I say, and then we'll pass to Shebs because he's gonna have some good points on Finn because he's a Finn guy. But I'm just saying that I agree. The stuff that I remember about Finn, like I'm saying, is all frosting. It's like, oh, that leather jacket looks really cool on him. Oh, his hair looks really good with the face paint. His body is dope. Looks it's really all good that always because he aesthetically has all the check boxes of what a wrestler needs to be. Right, but that you're, that sounds like you're shortchanging him because he's not just all look. That's Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns aesthetically looks like what it should be. Finn also has the move set. 
I love his moves. Yes. He's an exciting storyteller in ring. He's great. I mean, he also, uh, in that match um, where he finished Neville, he not only did the top ropes finish with the coup de gras, he also did a high angle brain buster to actually finish Neville. I think he's transitioning to maybe a more smash mouth type of uh, style into the high flying. He's got it. Whatever it is, he could do it. It's not just a look. He's got the look. He's got the goods. He's got the in-ring. And I'll tell you this. You said you haven't heard a good promo by him, but you also haven't heard a terrible promo. When they put the mic in his hands, when they put the mic in his hands, it's, it doesn't ruin anything for me. It's pretty good. I think he can do it when he has to. Whereas there's a lot of guys, to me, I'm going to, Roman Reigns, of course, but I'm calling out Dean Ambrose too. When they put the mic in his hands, it's a dud. I, I hate to do it, but like even some friends of the podcast, they just don't rock a promo the way they should. And this guy can do it. I promise you that he can. Finn's one of my guys. I'm a Finn guy. Dan, in wrestling, it just boils down to who are your guys. I could be way wrong. And he's just not one of your right. guys. You don't have to be wrong. Samoa Joe is one of my guys. That's great. I'm glad we each have our guys. But my guy won at NXT. He's All Finn right. Balor. So let's wrap this sucker up with Raw predictions. We're headed to Raw. We did NXT Friday. We did WrestleMania Sunday. We're wrapping it out. We're closing it up with the biggest Raw of the year. Mm-hmm. I saw Raw uh, this Monday that already happened, too. So well, yeah, Chev is on his fourth wrestling show of the week. That's right. Arlen, what are your predictions for Raw? I think we all agree that we're in for a pretty exciting night here. Yeah. A couple things that come to me right out of the gate. We talked about it before. I think that belt's coming off Zack Ryder pretty quick. He had his moment. Good for him. He hugged his dad in the ring. We all loved it. I think that belt's going to fall off of him tonight. I think we're going to see Samoa Joe. I think we're going to see Bailey, and I think we're probably going to see the Balor Club. Fair enough. Big, big. You're expecting a big night. I'm expecting a huge night. Huge I think I, I believe we all are. I think we're in store for something. We'll Jason, see. Jason Shabiro, prediction. I, actually, I'm also interested to <laughs> yeah. see who Roman Reigns Back to Arlen, works the country feuds world. with. Where does this go? Because it's not Triple H, right? Well, that takes us right that into our the exciting. That is the exciting thing. I think where to go with Reigns. I think they know. They know they got to set him up for something exciting. Chebs, what do you think? Well, I'm, I'm assuming we have a very similar prediction here, but Roman Reigns is going to be a big old parade, and they're going to, they think that everyone's going to be like, yeah, hooray for Roman Reigns, and gonna, he's going to be, he's going to be booed out of the building. They're going to have to turn Rollins the mics music. down. They're going to do a great Rollins. You're going to have to clean the spit out of the mic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chibs are sound engineer. His chin was... It, okay, it, it was, was all chin. chin. It was all chin. But yeah, yeah. So you, yeah all right, what all I'm right, saying is that Roman Reigns is going to be booed. They are going to turn the crowd mics down because they want to pretend that people like him, which they don't. And they need to put him in a program stat with someone people actually give a shit about. To me, that means we're seeing Rollins. If you guys want to do that sound effect, that beautiful Rollins music. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the other thing is, or the other prediction I have is we could see a Dean Ambrose heel turn during the parade because let's be honest, that guy's not working. They proved it last night. They're not doing anything good with him. If you really want to put some wind to the sails here, that would be a hot feud. So I think it might be a Rollins reappearance or an Ambrose heel turn for Roman. As far as the Balor Club, I think we will see the Balor Club tonight. As far as Zack Ryder losing the IC belt, I don't think he necessarily loses it tonight. He might lose it. Next time he's on off. Smack that, my main yeah, event on, on an upcoming uh, episode of main event. Yes, um, Bailey is going to come up, I believe, and we might even see Samoa Joe and Finn come up. It could be both at different points in the evening. I don't know because there's going to be some big debuts. Yeah, Dan. I mean, what do you think? Is All right, happen? here's what I think. Well, just to comment quick. Think what I think actually is. Hmm. 
You think we're gonna if get Rollins meets? is still hurt? If Rollins is still hurt, they have a couple options. I think here's their options with Roman Reigns. They always have the Roman Reigns Cena option. If Cena is back, they have that option. But that is a marquee SummerSlam matchup. So it depends on how they view Rollins. If Rollins is healthy, then that might be a good feud because SummerSlam is what they're thinking about. We're thinking about SummerSlam. Now, the SummerSlam match could either be Roman Reigns, Lesnar, two, which, right? Or, could work. Or they wait till Rollins gets healthy and they plan for Rollins Reigns for SummerSlam. And then they have the Lesnar do start working the Lesnar angle right now. Do you know what I mean? So I think we're going to get either a Rollins, uh, 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 we're going to either see a Reigns, Rollins, Reigns, Cena, or Reigns, um, Lesnar. What I think tonight, though, or Reigns Orton. That's the other option. But that notoriously does not work. It's it not has not work. worked in the past. Not going to work. Those are two guys and who kind of need to be carried by someone. It, it doesn't really work. So, in the, in the interest of time, even though I've set up my point way too much, I think we're going to have... Um, a big, I think we're going to have Rollins show up. I think we're going to do Reigns-Rollins. I think he, Rollins is going to show up. Or the Ambrose. I mean, but I think the Rollins, if I had to choose. I think Zach Ryder is going to keep the belt. I think they're going to try it. Yeah, give him a I shot. I think they're going to commit to it. I think he's going to have a big retain match tonight. They're going to go all in on Ryder, I think, because especially last night, they were like, this worked. People were very, people mm-hmm. were into it, mm-hmm. you know, and he's the broski. He's got those two million followers. Like, why not give him that option? That does not mean he's clean winning over Kevin Owens. That doesn't you know mean, I mean Owens like, might not be the guy who's, who's fighting him tonight. Now, the other thing is taking the belt off Owens is weird because I think it really helps his stock. And I'm sad to see him get buried. Unless you put him in a program with Reigns. Right. I think, I think that's a good thing for Owens. I think they're like, this guy's awesome. Let's bring him up. The Kevin Owens-Reigns thing is the most exciting. And I think they know it's time to push the younger guy. But I think they're too, well, I think Reigns technically counts to them as a younger guy. He is a younger guy, but he's still terrible. He's still the problem. No, but you need younger guy versus younger guy. You well, need- here's the problem, though. I think they're, they want Reigns to be their Cena. They want Reigns to be the guy they're going to throw the strap on for 10 years who's the ultimate baby face. You put him in a program with Kevin Owens. It's 60-40 for Triple H, who's supposed to be the heel against Roman Reigns. You put him in a program against Kevin Owens, it's going to be 95 pro Owens, 5% Reigns. It's going to bury Roman Reigns. They're going to do that one raw and then be like, we can't do this right now. This is too, we're destroying this I just think they know they have to do something big because this mania really shined a light on the fact that they need to push their younger talent. I'm going to give them the credit that they're going to do it. I also think Lesnar notoriously takes breaks yeah. after Mania, like he's out of season. Well, he right got now. he got suspended last year. He didn't yeah, want he to take suspended. that break, but he'll be at he'll be at Raw. Now, um, I think we're going to see Cesaro Baron Corbin. I would love it. I would I love it. Corbin is going to come out. He's going to come out with the the trophy, and Cesaro's going to be. Like, I won that shit a while back. He's going to come out for that. If they push that dipshit Baron Corbin over Cesaro. I'm going to be real. Look, upset. I said this We're to you before. See Bailey. The you main know. roster needs heels, and Corbin legitimately gets booed. He's got a lot of hate, and I think they there's a hole for that, and that's why I think he fits in. No okay. commentary on Corbin's ability to wrestle or not, but just okay. I think he fits a slot that they need, and he would be a good foil for Cesaro. I'll We're give gonna, you that. We're going to see Shane from the hospital, like like a via remote kind of. All thing. I need is a thumbs up. I just <laughs> need a thumbs yeah. up. And we're going to see Bailey Sasha with a Bailey clean victory over Sasha tonight. Uh, maybe not. Just, 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 you know, that's she's gonna have a big debut. Okay. Uh, Triple H. Why not have it over Becky Lynch? Keep Sasha hot. You know. 
because I just think that. Okay. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, that's it. I think that. Fair, fair point. I think, fair I, think, point. I, think, I think Sasha's in a position where she can lose a little bit. Uh, maybe. And maybe. Uh, she's already down. They could still. They have a lot of time to build her uh, back up. Uh, I also think that we might open Raw with women. I think. They, I think that might be. Um, might that's be an something interesting point. Do. I could see that. I that could would see be that. very. That'd be cool. nice. I like that prediction. That's a hot take. A I good think it's prediction. Be, uh, Stephanie might come out. I think there's a chance Triple H and Stephanie just drop story and go back to just being like, remember they're like middle, like neutral. Right. We run the company. Thing? Right. Right. It might go quickly back to that. Or the other option we need to talk about is Triple H just asking for a rematch. Triple H heel turn on Stephanie gives her a spear. Because the thing about the rematch, yeah, the thing about the rematch is interesting is that it kills time. Totally. Like, uh, it kills another pay-per-view. holding pattern. Holding well, a pattern. lot of the predictions yeah. that we made are predicated upon people being healthy. And yeah. if they're not like, you know, Triple H is a great guy to just kind of keep at the top there and kind of keep Roman Reigns feeling like a marquee guy. Yeah. So anyway, let's wrap this up. I think uh, my one, you know, I make one hot take prediction. Yeah. Zane winning the belt over Ryder tonight. That could easily happen. I that, called it last yeah, night. Like one fun, just a fun uh, prediction. I mean, they, but, yeah. did it, they did it to Zami's. I'm big into the balance and the karma. They did it to Zayn when he won the NXT belt. They took it off him, which is why karmically, he's due for one. Yeah. So I only have one more question for you guys before we wrap this up. Are you ready for Orlando? So ready. I, I told you what I think. We should go for two weeks, hit Full Sail University, <laughs> hit Disney, DNA. hit the new uh, Hall of Fame. Can't wait to be in a physical structure. I'm a guy, I'm a brick and mortar guy. I love to get in the bricks, you in know? In the Punjabi prison. <laughs> Are they going to have a, um, a replica Punjabi prison in the Hall this of Fame? This is all Dan yeah. wants to see, the Punjabi prison. I got to see it. It looks like just like, uh, like a Japanese house. Uh, we'll do it again next year in Orlando. Yeah, you excited for Orlando? Sure. I am so pumped, and I am pumped that hopefully American Alpha will be winning the actual tag belts tomorrow. I mean, next year in Orlando, because they had the match of the week, as far as great, I'm concerned. Guys, well, Bachelor Mania, huge success. Chad, did uh, we talk about that? That is your bachelor party also? We we kind of we we talked about it. yeah we did. We this did. is bachelor mania. This is Dan Black's this real bachelor, bachelor party. party. I get married. I'll be a married man by then, or I don't know, maybe a divorced man. You never know. Hard to say. That's one year. Uh, hey guys, I got two words for you. Good afternoon. <laughs> yeah, Ca- <laughs> casual fan, casual ladies fan. and gentlemen. All right, so let's wrap it up. Arlen, can we find you at t- on Twitter? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. Arlen, we didn't set up that you're just a classic businessman. Uh, but we did say where you worked too many times. Uh, Chebs, how can we find you on Twitter? Painfully close to 1,000 followers. I'm, I'm teetering on the edge. I need you now. Put, guys, show listen. me what you can do. At Shabiro. If S-H-E- you're car- currently following at Shabiro, please stop following him. Yeah. Thanks so much. At Shabiro, S-H-E-B is in Bravo, I-R-O. Get at me, dogs. Okay, and uh, you can find me on Twitter, as always, at, at DBlackAttack. Give me your thoughts. Uh, I'm getting some cool messages. It's awesome. I'm glad people are enjoying the podcast. Feel free to send us emails. I'm going to be starting... You know, we're getting this podcast up and going. The quality of it's better. I hope you're enjoying the up the sound quality. We've got some really exciting uh, announcements about the podcast coming up. Just finalizing the details, working the contracts. Uh, it's going to be exciting. But feel free. Send us emails at comediansofwrestling at gmail.com. We're going to be going through your feedback starting next episode, getting all the standard podcast uh, behavior going uh but hit me on twitter at, at d black attack and uh thanks for listening to the community of wrestling uh we're getting bye-bye <laughs> bye i have no voice bye. i have no fucking voice that's the mark of a good I weekend no voice. the voice is gone